Are you going to North Wilkesboro this weekend for the Truck Series and NASCAR All-Star Race? If so, we want to meet you. Rick Houston and the Daily Downforce crew will be at North Wilkesboro Speedway this weekend. We'll be at the Moonshine and Motorsports Trail booth in the Fan Zone on Saturday at noon. We'll have a show truck there and some cool giveaways as well, so come check us out and say hello. Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been, they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. Wasn't so, the first deal they built, I bet. No, no, you know, you, I think they were, they had, the, the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped-up car, and he, he complained that the government gave him these piece-of-crap, cheapo cars and that, that were really no match, but he thought he was doing pretty good. And then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappeared. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And it, it, as he said, it was a game of chicken and I was a chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy still when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. <laughs> So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, packed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com.
We're good to go. Yep. We're live. <laughs> we're everyone's seeing us. We're live. We're live. <laughs> Danny, Hello. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, what, what are you? Uh, Shug's over there. Uh, no, I'm just see. It's messing with me because like the connection in the YouTube studio is so far behind. So I was like thrown off a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Yeah. You, you think I've done this a time before? Anyways, welcome to the uh, NWP. Here on Danny B Talks, as you can see, we're all wearing our podcast party bus shirts. We still have plenty of those available, and we have diecast still available for your pre-order. We have links for that down in the description below. If you have not gotten yours, go ahead and get one. The shirts, as you can tell, they can get to you rather quickly. Diecast, you know, go ahead and get your pre-ordered. Sorry, allergies, you can tell. <laughs> it's festive in here. I'm about to yeah. mute all of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Snake just snuck up on me there. It didn't didn't happen though. Anyways, let's get into it. Uh I want to hear y'all's hot takes while I fight a sneeze. Jarrett, you get started on a hot take. All right. Well, my hot take is this. We talked about this guy before. We said all this here and there about whether or not he was back. He won this week, and I'm here to say I'm not convinced Martin Turex is back. Oh. Listen. I have my handy-dandy notebook like it's Blue's Clues here with all of my stats and all of this good stuff here. And I'm looking at Martin Truex Jr.'s season, right? And he got that win. But he has two top fives and four top tens still. He's been still kind of off through the race until about 100 to go. They were He was still fighting with his crew chief. And we've seen before drivers that snap winless streaks and we think they're back. We think they're going to they're gonna go on a tear. Uh I'm a Dale Jr. fan. I was at that race, and I thought I thought he was going to go on a tear after Michigan, and he ended up going another year and a half without winning. Uh, then you got you know Martin Truex Jr. before. Oh my gosh, he he won in at Sonoma. I think he'll go on a tear, and he doesn't win till he goes to another team. So I want to see this consistently from Truex because I think he has the ability to do so. But until then, I'm not convinced that he's back. Dover over the weekend was proof that tracks shouldn't be too afraid of only cutting back to one date. Actually, actually, tracks that only have one date are starting to be viewed in a much more favorable light. I mean, I know we talked about Bristol uh, potentially losing a date and stuff if they don't have a dirt race potentially. And honestly, like, I mean, yes, your short-term gain. I mean, obviously, short-term, you're going to lose some money and stuff. But long-term, I think that will definitely help you out. We're already seeing it with Dover. Uh, this is what Dover's second season of being, uh, of having only one race. And I don't know. I thought last year's was pretty good. And this year's was pretty damn good as well. Um, but I mean, all racing aside, I mean, did y'all see the attendance for, um, for a Dover race on Monday? I mean, that was pretty crazy. That was pretty cool. I mean, that's enough proof in my opinion to where look like, I'm not saying every track has to have one race. There's 36 races on the schedule, but we should definitely start trending in the direction where a lot more tracks should have one date because Dover's benefiting from it. And I'm quite sure these other tracks will start to benefit from, uh, uh, excuse me, they'll start to benefit from it more in the future. <laughs> I like Spencer's comment. Cause I agree with you, Darian. And so does Spencer. He says, I'm freezing. No, that wasn't a hot take. That was, no. that was See, too I, accurate. It just that wasn't was good. Point. I'm sorry. It's just not, I'm, I don't know. I just, I guess I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna attempt to be a little spicy, but again, I'm going for accuracy as well. Uh, I think Legacy Motor Club, and I know we'll talk about this later in the show. Uh, this move to Toyota is a massive win. I know there's a lot of Toyota 
detractors. Oh, but my Chevrolet, my Ford, my American-made manufacturers. I'm sorry, Toyota was the right move for Maury Gallagher and Jimmy Johnson. That's right. I love what Maury Gallagher has done. And I'll throw Jimmy Johnson in the mix here as well. But since Maury Gallagher and GMS came in and took up the majority of Richard Petty Motorsports, then Petty GMS, now Legacy Motor Club, they have been foot on the gas, go, 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 wasting no time between uh, bringing in uh, Ty Dillon, then Noah Gregson, now bringing in Jimmy Johnson, now making the switch to Toyota. It's not even been a year and a half, and this team's unrecognizable from what it was before Maury Gallagher came in. So I have to respect what this team has done, what Maury has done, what Jimmy has done, and this move to Toyota, they're going to be third on the pecking order, maybe second behind JGR and behind 2311. At Chevy, at best, they were fourth, maybe fifth on the pecking order behind Hendrick, Trackhouse, RCR, so this is a huge win, I think. Maybe not year one, although I think year one will look pretty good. Year two, year three, Toyota legacy cars are going to be sporty. What do I do when Eric just took exactly my take? <laughs> you would say exactly, We need to coordinate these ahead of time. You go exactly against him. Then one way or another, they'll view it as a hot take. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can try that. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Uh, I'll con I'll contrary what Eric says because I have seen some people talking about this. Yeah, they're gonna go from fifth over at Chevrolet, but Chevrolet had more uh teams coming into it that could play into the overall performance. Versus Toyota has been very uh, uh down in terms of their numbers of what they had for the last few years, and therefore, even though yeah, they're gonna go now be the third uh, Toyota team. Hey, they're still going to be the third Toyota team. And we've we've seen, you know, it took 2311 Racing a little bit more time to finally be able to get where their cars can contend for wins. Um, and, and I'm not convinced that this move is going to automatically uh, make them do well. They're, they're going to have two drivers that have both, uh, you know, been lost by Toyota in the past. So who's to say that they're going to be on the biggest priority with Toyota in terms of what they're getting to, from, the, from the get-go? You know, it, it could be like a, you know, like a Levine family racing with, to a lesser extent in terms of, you know, they, yeah, they're another Toyota team, but they might not be, you know, getting the full-fledged, you know, what the other teams are getting. That That's the uh, contrary that I could see being argued on that one. I mean, that's true. It hasn't been great for the, you know, the small Toyota team's success rate, you know, maybe short-lived, like in Furniture Row's case, but in the case of Levine, Furniture Row, they both disappeared in recent years. 2311, though, has had the staying power, it seems. I think Legacy will fit into that bill. But, you know, there's there's reasons to be skeptical. I'm bullish, though. I love that Eric Jones is back in Toyota. Remember when Toyota and JGR had to decide between Christopher Bell and Eric Jones, and they, yep. they went with Bell? Can't say that was the wrong move, considering how good Christopher Bell's been, but, but Eric Jones, still a sporty driver himself. But their careers are basically identical, Christopher Bells and Eric Jones, when you look at the stats when they were starting out, though. So at first it was like, eh, like, they, I mean, it was, was a it tough really decision, a big change? but no, it was the right call. It was the right call. Yeah, yeah, but Eric Jones won a Southern 500 last year without Toyota support. Uh, now that he's back in the TRD pipeline or will be next year. I don't know. I'm optimistic, but yeah, optimistic. Um, good stuff. I, I Good job. I'm sorry to put you on the spot there, Danny. We should coordinate our hot takes ahead of time, but you did, <laughs> no, you did there, good. There's, there's no way to really coordinate. I think it's better to just be surprised, but yeah, no, yeah that's like, always the risk that you take. It's the first yeah. time this happened, though. And early congrats to Jared. I don't know how I'm tied for second, by the way. That was like one of my freeziest <laughs> ones all year. I, but. I, I honestly don't know how mine is like still over 10%. Yeah. Hey, exactly. I'm 
And I'm just happy to be close to 20. But anyways, uh, Danny, we had a pretty uh, eventful weekend, did we not? We we did, we did. We we had a cup race on a Monday. I was working and listening to the race at the same time. Uh, the Truex brothers got the sweep. We'll talk about the other Truex uh, win here in a little bit. But uh, Truex, Martin Truex Jr., beating a 54-race winless streak that he was on. Uh, what do you guys think about that, Eric? You want to start us off on that one? 54-race winless streak. Yeah, it goes back to the fall Richmond race of 2021. You know, I know a lot of Truex fans and non-fans have been critical of James Small, that relationship, as well as I think the four of us were all at least a little concerned after... Uh, the most recent Richmond race when uh, small left Truex out on old tires, didn't communicate that they had a little chirp, a little spat back and forth uh, over the radio, but we have to remember they've struggled a bit in the last year and a half. They've still been consistent top five in the regular season standings last year. They just didn't win a points race this year. They're still top five in the regular season standings. They won the clash. Now they've got a points win. We also have to remember that in 2021, Martin Truex Jr. and James Small won four times. They were in the championship race and looked to have that title locked up until a late race caution and Kyle Larson's team beat them on pit road. So uh, James Small, he's not Cole Pern, not going to pretend he's quite as good as Cole Pern, but they did work together for many years. And I think he's no slouch. I think James Small is solid. I think he and Martin Truex Jr., while they fight sometimes, I think that overall is a good working relationship. And you know, Martin Truex Jr., you have to continue to take him seriously. Yeah, he's he he's probably the second, or is he the third oldest full-time driver in Cup this year behind Harvick? He's got one foot potentially out the door considering retirement, but as long as he's driving that 19, I think he's a threat to win the title. I think last year, I don't remember how exactly he did in the chase uh, or the playoffs. I know he was leading a couple different points, blew up at Darlington, got wrecked on pit road at Miami. But if he'd been in the playoffs last year, I think Truex would have been a threat. I think Truex is going to be a threat once again this year in the playoffs now that he's, you know, at least tentatively locked in. That is why you stay the course. You stick the course. Look, things might get tough, but you don't give up, man. That is a perfect, perfect example of Martin Truex Jr. and James Small's working relationship. I mean, you just said, I mean, the resume speaks for itself. I mean, first year y'all worked together, 2021, y'all almost won a championship. Now, mm-hmm. yes, it was a down year. Of course, last year you didn't make the playoffs, but I mean, like you said, at this time last year, they were top five in points just without a win. So, hey, uh, if they would have gotten a win last year, we been, we um would have been um saying a whole different story here. But, I mean, to start off the year, impressive win in the clash. You know, you're thinking, oh, MTJ's back. But then, uh, not quite to start off the season, um, especially after the whole Richmond fiasco. And um, we were having a debate about this a few weeks ago. And, I mean, I was just like, look, just stay the course. It's still early in the season. I wouldn't consider any sort of crew chief swaps, any crew chief changes, because I feel like James Small is your best option right now. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are some very talented people within the Joe Gibbs racing uh, family, but uh, as far as, um, uh, as far as uh, crew chiefing the 19, I feel like James Small is the perfect guy other than Cole Pern, of course, other than Cole Pern. But um, I mean, they, they were even arguing during the race and stuff. And, you know, that, that had me at, um, that had me a little concerned at first, but then I'm, uh, but then I also saw, well, they are running top five right now too. So, I mean, like, look, you can argue like cats and dogs all the time, but as long as you get the job done, yay, it's all good. You get it done. So props to them breaking that, uh, winless streak and, uh, you know, they're already consistent enough. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm, I'm even going to go as far as to say is, as, as to say, perhaps a championship four favorite. I know he didn't make it last year, but Hey, this is MTJ we're talking about. Yeah, I I think he can't. He has the ability to be, but I I just 
For me, the way I see it is while one race is big at building towards something further on, I don't think one race erases just how inconsistent and off they were together in the first 10. I think that he had, like I said, he has the ability to do this um, multiple times. Now do this multiple times, like get another win or two, start showing, start building up those playoff points because while he's up in the standings, uh, he doesn't have, you know, the wins that guys like Larson or Byron has. Uh, he's not leading the laps the way that some of those guys are. He needs to be, I think, running up front more, and they need to eliminate a lot of those bad mistakes still. One race is a very good starting point, but I don't think it completely erases uh, basically, I would say last season and the first 10 races or, or nine or however many of this year that would not win a championship under today's current system. I'll give you they've been a little inconsistent, but Truex, I mean, he's still fourth in points right now. And I think I'm no, right. he, consistent though. Yeah, that's true. He but but I also compare him to Joe Gibbs Racing, his Joe Gibbs Racing teammates. And I just pulled this up just to be sure. Um, Truex and Denny Hamlin have the same number of top fives, top tens, and have both led the exact same number of laps so far this year. And Christopher Bell has led four fewer laps than those two. So Bell has more top fives, top tens. He's also got one. He's been the most consistent Joe Gibbs racing driver, but it's not like Martin Truex is way off his other JGR teammates. He's right there in the mix. I think JGR as a whole, maybe just had their kind of epiphany this weekend where, you know, all four of those cars were in the top six late. You know, maybe this is where Joe Gibbs racing flips the script. And while it's been kind of Hendrick, the first third of this year, maybe now JGR goes on a summer tear and we're going to see Truex Hamlin bell, Maybe even Ty Gibbs start to pad those stats. And maybe the, what I'm saying, I guess, is they're been they, they're doing what their teammates are doing. Maybe now everyone's going to be more consistent. We'll see Truex emerge as a legit title threat. I, I think he can. I, I just there's that scrum of drivers from, you know, I, I'd say outside of Bell, who's been easily the most consistent. It, there's really I, I don't see anyone at this point looking at some of these numbers that stands out to me because. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have you have by like so this I I can talk about this overall with the points. I probably should actually change so people can see the points at home uh while we talk about this. But I, I'm I'm looking at it and yeah, Larson and Byron have the two wins. So does Kyle Bush. Uh but there is that bit of inconsistency. Larson has lot led a lot of laps, but I believe he has five DNFs <sighs> on the year. Yeah, um, he's either been wrecked or yeah. uh, in victory lane, pretty much. Checkers are wreckers. Truex has two top fives that matches guys like Kozlowski, Stenhouse, Busher, and his teammate Denny Hamlin, who, if people forget, was kind of off for a lot of the year last year. Uh, top ten wise, only three drivers have finished in the top ten in more than half the races: Bell, Blaney, Bowman. Um, and Bowman right now with that injury is still a mystery at this point to me, just because that is a very big injury. There's there's no one who's standing out to me yet. So I think he can, but I think it's because of the level of competition, maybe through uh, chaos, through track position races being such a big uh, threat uh, to, to come up each week. He has that ability, but it might be because of a lower competition level this year. And And I think we saw it a little bit like that last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it just comes with the next gen. There was it, it was designed to to um, to have more parity. We're seeing a lot of that, you know, a lot of parity last year, and to start off this year. And you know, speaking of teams as well, I mean, we're uh, we talk about Martin Truex Jr. I mean, let's talk about his team, Joe Gibbs Racing, for a second. I mean, 
uh, over the weekend at one point during the race, I had seen four of their cars running inside the top six, like well after, you know, well, well, like well into stage three. Um, you know, I feel like, I feel like that team as a whole is starting to turn the corner a little bit. I mean, not that they were doing like horrible and stuff, but obviously you lose a Kyle Bush, you have Ty Gibbs coming in as a rookie driver and stuff. You're going to lose a step somewhere. Right. Um, I mean, Ty Gibbs was looking like he was going to have like a typical rookie season, but I mean, he just keeps getting better each and every race. And I'm, and that's not, I'm, I'm not overreacting too. I mean, statistically he has gotten better each and every race it feels like, and now he's running inside the top five consistently, but Unfortunately, though, unfortunately, that team has to get it together. They didn't fill the car up all the way, and it cost them a potential top five run. So I, they, I, yeah, they yeah. just got to take so care of that stuff. Funny point on that. I uh, was listening to a clip of Action Detrimental this morning, and Denny Hamlin mentioned that 11 team from last year, they switched all the teams around, is the current 54 team. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> shocking. Well, who, who does wow. Hamlin have? Because they haven't been very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. Oh God, I don't remember how he said it. I think I, I want to say it was Bell's team last year. Mm. I'm mm. not sure. I don't know. They switched a bunch of stuff around. But, and that just caught my ear because I'm like, oh, the, the Denny Hamlin curse follows the yeah. crew to another team. But really, I mean, Joe Gibbs. I mean, like they're they're starting to improve it a little bit. You know, uh, week by week as a whole. I mean, Christopher Bell is obviously doing his thing. Denny Hamlin's doing his thing, and then now it's good to see Truex back in victory lane. I mean. And nobody was saying Truex was like, oh, he's like, you know, on the downward swing, he's struggling and stuff. I mean, he was still top five in points without a win, you know, consistency wise. But, you know, it had been so long and, you know, we, we had, you know, we had watched the Richmond race and yeah, we were kind of asking like, oh, like what's going on with this team? Like, are they, are they going to be good long-term? And hey, you know what? You, you, um, you get a win and yeah, problem well, you know, solved, right? One thing I will say to argue on Truex's behalf and and a lot of those guys uh, at JGR is, is, I remember last week Jeff Gluck saying that this was the litmus test for teams. Who's got it and who doesn't at this point? And if that's the case, then, yeah, Truex would be the favorite. Uh, JGR would be pretty good. I mean, I'm looking at the top 10, and it's a a pretty solid top 10 so far this year. And it's a lot of the guys that ran up front. Uh, Truex, Chastain, Blaney, Byron, Hamlin, Bell. Um, Reddick has had speed so far, both the RFK cars, super sub Barry, um, all these teams so far, even if it, like the 48 team has had speed all year, they're up there. RFK a lot better this year. They're up there. Uh, the Toyotas honestly obliterated them towards the end of that race. Cause mm-hmm. I think Ty Gibbs would have had at least a sixth place finish. So yeah. that if this is, is the true, if this is, if this is the true test, then I mean, you know, if you're um, um, if you're um, if you happen to be uh, one of those uh, Toyota haters, then I don't know how you're going to get through the rest of this season because I mean, like <laughs> I just said, four of them were in the top six. Uh, um, they were in the uh, the top six at um, at one point in time, and then um, looking at the final finish, I mean, Truex first, uh, Hamlin fifth, Christopher Bell sixth, and Ty Gibbs would have gotten a top five finish. If he didn't, you know, if they would have filled up the car all the way, but even with, um, even with, uh, having to save all that gas and stuff, Ty Gibbs still finished uh, the first car one lap down in P13 right behind Bubba Wallace and uh, Chase Elliott, just outside the top 10. So I, that's, that's pretty damn good. I mean, that's pretty good for, you know, having a huge mess up like that. For a race that has seemingly been dominated by Hendrick the last few years, it was kind of nice to see like a good race that had, had just a, you know, a, a number of people who was uh, scattered around in the top 10, I would say. Yeah, no, and That's a good point. And, and also shout out to to um Roush too. I mean Roush Keselowski. I mean 
they've just been consistently running good all year. I mean, it's not just super speedways, not just off of fluke runs. Like, no, they've just been consistently week in, week out, top 10. While Busher is the only one to win in the RFK lineup right now, uh, I think a Brad K win is is coming sooner than we might think. Brad Brad has been starting to seem more like his old self again. Yeah, yeah. and I – I okay. think I think Brad Kozlowski at this point because remember before the start of the season he'd be like running you know sixth seventh eighth and then a problem would happen he should probably have seven or eight top tens at this point like he mm-hmm. has been consistently fast maybe not top five fast yet but that team seems to be improving each week Busher has I mean, been improving too he was only a couple you know correct blocks away from winning Atlanta so. Yeah, and I, I have to apologize, Kozlowski, because, like, I don't know, like, I was, like, debating over the offseason. I'm like, well, was it really the team, or is Kozlowski just really washed? And I don't know, just the fact that I even asked that question, <laughs> I feel like it's disrespectful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Brad That's K. Funny. I mean, he's, he's back. Brad K's back, y'all. Uh, he's, has he been put onto the list of 75 drivers announced so far? I don't know. Yeah. I think he was today, right, or yesterday? Either yesterday or today. I, I saw mean, NASCAR, yeah, was just I, so it had to have been yesterday. I, I saw Truex was added, so... Yeah, that's yeah. Good. yeah, they both were. Uh, real quick, uh, before we get into the, the controversy, can we talk about Kyle Busch? Because he looked like a contender early. Maybe it was just track position he got because of the rainout. But another speeding penalty. Apparently, according mm-hmm. to Fox, I didn't know this stat, he leads the league within speeding penalties this year. <laughs> that caused him to get caught up in a crash. Then uh, later, it was a bad pit call, or they opted not to pit for tires. He ended up falling off the lead lap. So, I mean... I guess Kyle Busch, there's not much else to say. I guess I just summarized it. Implosion. Well, they've been so up and down this year, I guess is what I'm getting at. He's got those two wins, but they've been very up and down this first yes. third of the season. Hey, very up and down, but you know what? Sort of similar to Tyler Reddick's season last year. They were a bit up and down to start off the year as well. But, um, you know, I feel like for um, a team like RCR, you know, runs like that, it's going to be good for them long term. You know, I mean, you know, it's going to keep them honest and, you know, not not too cocky. But, uh, you know, since we're on RCR, what's look, I, I know Kyle Bush struggled, but what's going on with Austin Dillon here? Because he's usually way but I, I don't I, um, because I, I believe um, right towards the end of stage one. That was when him and Kyle Busch were battling to see who stays on the lead lap, correct? Or was that stage two? Uh, it was one or the other. I think it was. I think it was the end of stage one. Yeah. So well, before that, now this was like um, before, like the competition cautions and all that stuff. I mean, like he was like running dead last there. I'm like, geez, like, look, I know, like, you know, he didn't have any practice and stuff, but he was running 36 out of 36. I'm like, what's going on here? And then he was able to improve a little bit, but. You know, it's just what's been going on with him, man. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's something to like. I, I think how bad he's been this year compared to usual is is concerning. But RCR last year was was like this in general, uh, where like Tyler Reddick one week would be dominating, more than likely a road course, uh, and then the next <laughs> week would be running sub twentieth. It was just like that back and forth yo yo, uh, and, and and I think you're seeing the same thing with Kyle Busch. And then, of course, with Tyler Reddick, we saw so many races that, honestly, he should have won and something didn't go their way. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, I don't know if Kyle Busch would have, <laughs> like, I mean, like, if things would have went Kyle Busch's way, I don't think he would have won this race. I mean, he was very fast early no. on, though, but I mean, but I mean, it was just, once you get back in traffic and stuff with this next-gen car and the dirty air, it is so hard we, to make up spots. I mean, he did his best, but we wasn't had, good enough. We had a legitimate race between the Dillon brothers back there, like actually racing for position. Oh, we did. That's, <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, hey, it's been a while since we've seen that. But, yeah, look, RCR say, just got to get if, a little more consistent. 
if that happens, you want to say it's a good day for Ty Dillon, but oh, oh God. the chat is the chat's putting a uh, Keith Rod and Austin Dillon's new crew chief on blast. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I guess Although, um, uh, was he serving a suspension this week or was he on the pit box? Because I know I, we'll talk about it later. He got their suspension ooh. upheld. Was he already serving his penalty or is he there this weekend? Well, if they, I don't, were appealing, I don't, if they were appealing it, he must have been there this week. He was probably there. Well, so, Patrick yeah. appealed, and they had their crew chief still. Yeah, so that's why I don't yeah. know. But, uh, Chad, if anyone knows if Keith Rodden was there. Either cool. way, hey, you know, uh, Keith Rodden is calling the shots. He's hey, doing, he's figuring out the setups. Hey, Eric, he must have been there. The chat's like, they're like, oh, oh, he sucks. I know. He sucks so consistently. They're piling too. on. Yeah, my gosh. Consistently. But you know what? It's good It's good that uh, parts of the fan base are not, like, you know, quick to just trash Austin Dillon and stuff. Like, oh, he sucks or whatever. Like, he's a pretty serviceable driver for the most part. They're, they're Throwing yeah. the new crew chief under the bus. Yeah, yeah. Keith uh, Rod has, has Keith Rod and crew chief since the Casey Kane days. Is this his first year back on the box? I, I feel like I looked that up not that long ago. I think it's been a while. I think hey, it's been a while. So people are uh, people are saying that it's Noah's fault. He he. Sorry, it's uh, Austin Dillon's fault for he jinxed himself by making Noah cut his hair. I'm oh, I'm God. just I'm looking at the chat and all it reminds me is one quote. Uh. He poisoned our water supply, burnt our crops, and delivered a plague upon our houses. Uh, hey, we'll did no? We'll talk about. But are we gonna wait until he does? <laughs> look, we'll talk about Legacy Motor Club later on in the show. But but Noah, look, I know it's a bet, but damn, bro, making the picky <laughs> blinders look bad, bro. Dare you? You feel me, bro? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm sorry. I, only thing I can imagine when I see Noah with that haircut is just a bunch of banjos playing him wearing overalls. <laughs> Sweet home Alabama. No, I'm saying. Anyways, but yeah, Noah, yeah. What, what was that? Come on, man. That haircut transcended uh, any one meme or joke. That it's it's its own thing, not its own monster. Yeah, pretty I, much. Pretty I'm much. I'm waiting for that one person in the chat that has as their profile pic. There's gonna be one. <laughs> I guarantee it. There is. I've seen them yeah. all weekend. Better yet, I'm waiting for like almost the entire chat to change it just temporarily. Oh God! Well, hey, be careful now. Don't challenge the internet now. <laughs> we need to challenge them. There now. is three hundred fifty-six people watching. I want to see at least one third of y'all become Noah Gregson. By the way, by the way, lick the like button, everybody. But um, yes. but yeah, um, I guess like uh, speaking on Gregson and stuff. I mean, like, look, what can you say? Just another bad weekend for for him. And um, yeah, it's it's still just you know rookie blues. Isn't that yeah, his and fourth or fifth straight sub thirtieth place finish? Fifth. Fifth Ooh, straight, yeah. Fifth straight sub thirtieth place. I, he's thirty second in points. Yeah, he's right? he's behind Austin Dillon and Chase Elliott. Yeah, actually, he's thirty seven yeah. points behind Chase Elliott. Yeah, oh. it's 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 bad. But you know what? Again, he's uh only twenty four years old. He's a rookie. I think some people are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it. It looks like he's rushed, and I feel like people are well, um they're getting way too I, hard I, on him I, early on. But is he? He's not rushed. Like you, you saw what he did last year. He didn't need another year. Yeah, of but he, But but at the same time, I don't. I I just didn't think he's ready for cup. Well, when you saw the, the there's one time he showed out in all of his time subbing in 2022, and I feel like it just that one well, okay. time, and he ended up spinning it out anyways. It was at I'll Michigan. It was at Michigan. I remember that. Yeah, and he ended up spinning out. I I will say this. I don't think anyone. Well, oh, there's our first one. Dom Dom DeLuise becomes the first I saw, one. I saw someone <laughs> in the chat said if you change it, you have to keep it for like a hundred days. I don't know if that's oh, true. But I'm so no, sorry. I hope <laughs> not. I hope need not. Okay, speed. don't do it. Don't do need it. Don't for do speed. Fifty three, fifty three. Also, so did Ross Crestine. No, no. Surely <laughs> oh, you can no. change it. Surely you can change it. Okay, okay. We just did it. No, I love it. it. I love it. What you Go did there? 
No, don't but, don't be don't don't apologize. That's awesome. Someone's name okay. is Noah Gregson's haircut. They just made a new new account. But look, well, Noah Greg. Oh, go what ahead, I was go gonna say, sorry about Gregson, is like he's good, but I, I don't think anyone sees him as a guaranteed NASCAR Cup star. Like I think people look at him as he, at best he could maybe be a a, a Greg Biffle type. You know, wins now, a fifteen, maybe a Clint Boyer type. Like, and I think putting him in that forty two that also ran 30th all last year you know like i don't think he was set up for a ton of success this season but he's just pushed what it looks like he's just pushing too hard because yeah the cars aren't that good even eric jones is struggling compared to last year yeah now personality wise the fan base wants him to be a superstar but yeah i mean looking at the results so far i mean yes he did run some uh some uh, select cup series races last year but so far this season I'll just go over all the finishes. 24th, 22nd, 30th, 29th, 12th at um at New Atlanta. Woo-hoo! Uh yep, hang the hang the banner. Hang, hang the, the banner. banner. Um a um a top 20 at uh at Coda, which by the way, he was um he was running inside the top 10 for uh, some parts of that race. Uh 37th, 33rd, 30th, 32nd, 34th. So yeah, five straight races with a best finish of 30th or worse. Um, unfortunately. And uh Luke Lambert is his crew chief, so it's not like he like doesn't have like, you know, like a bum being his crew chief. You know, you like, well, like they've worked together. Know who he is. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. they, they've worked together for a little while now. They got Gosh, the, the number of Gregson bull bull cuts that have appeared in the <laughs> yeah. chat are very concerning. Uh, this is very like it fits in at the name. So Ross Crashstein uh went ahead and changed and gave a two dollar super chat and said, I did the unbelievable. <laughs> but look, we'll, we'll we'll talk about uh um legacy motor club later on in the show we got some big news involving them but speaking of another chevy driver though uh, speaking of crash dang speaking of <laughs> two it. chevy two chevy drivers get in it. Um, take a look at what he did so uh, uh danny just explain to us since it's on your channel what happened bro what happened to- so and and i had someone email me this week asking me if i could look into this saying something email like email you email yeah it, it viewed a channel and i just didn't think there was quite enough here to really dig into this but he was saying something like along the lines of it looks like it looks like right when ross was approaching brennan pool that maybe he had checked up or shifted gears or something like that no, so no, no. some people some people are just not sure if it was entirely so- on ross it was a hundred percent on Ross. You watch even uh, Steve Latart and Todd Gordon, I believe, or no, yes, Todd Gordon did a, a bit on NASCAR's YouTube channel. And yes, Brennan lifts about fifty feet a split second before Ross does, but Ross is all over him anyways. You got to have awareness. Those are two lap cars racing side by side for position in stage one. You can't tailgate like that. That that he didn't mean to spin Brennan pull out. But he was just being over aggressive for no reason at all. It was a lack of awareness, which Ross Chastain yeah. has demonstrated time and time and time again. And I, I, I'll, I'll give it back to you, but I'm sure we all have thoughts about. I Ross. mean, I mean, I mean, hey, hey, I, I did it the fair diligence. I looked at it, but I just didn't see enough to really approach yeah. it from the no, way it's, they were asking. It's good to be objective. I, I, but I, I just, you know, I saw it too, and I was like, and now, like, let's. I'm sorry, Ross Chastain but, fans, but just own it. This is who your driver is. There's nothing wrong with it. Dale Senior was popular too, you know. Yeah, well, uh, like Ross isn't as popular as he used to be now. So, um, like, and- it, it, it's funny though because it's like he's going from this lovable underdog story to this uh, story of like, uh, like, like you're here. We know you're here, but we don't like you. Well, you know, this is kind of related to this, but I think NASCAR's marketing team should be arrested for not marketing him well enough because I mean, <laughs> with the amount of stuff he's done, how is he not 
how is he not more well known hey, outside of NASCAR I, circles? Come I on. gotta I gotta give this though to Fox. I ordinarily get annoyed by little skits and stuff. And while one, they they made Bob look like a menace to society in, oh. in a children's uh play area. F them kids. F them kids, man. <laughs> but also they did a little segment called thank you ross and while i normally get annoyed by stuff like that i thought that was well timed and fitting to what happened earlier in the race and i actually enjoyed that one no it was perfect i liked it no i loved yeah. it it was perfect fair yeah, point it was good but um ross, yeah, ross what chastain... are you doing flying over hiroshima look oh, listen no. ross listen ross chastain fans i mean look this is your guy this is you know i did a video on him last year saying this exact same thing this is who he is now we're gonna see the whole cycle of ross chastain oh man i'm I'm sorry. I I need to I need to do better, man. I I, I gotta and then bam. A couple weeks later, he uh, does the exact same thing. Like Ross, don't look look. This is who you are, bro. It's all good. Look look. You dumped a lap car, and uh, Larson happened to be up there, unfortunately for Larson. So hey, look, it is what it is, man. You know, and uh, Ross Chastain. I mean, like he almost won the race too. So like, I, like, like can you imagine <laughs> if he uh, if he um, if he would have won this race though? Oh my gosh, the fan base's reaction. Oh, uh, so that that's be- the thing. Everyone's asking the question: Does Ross need to change? No, and no. as a fan, no. as a fan, I'd like him to. I'd like him to not wreck people. Uh, what, like, what's... yeah, I think we all agree with that. But, but the thing is, like you said, Darian, he was fine. He finished second in the race. He's leading the freaking points. Yeah. So well, until someone actually whoops his butt, as Brennan suggested, until someone actually just starts going out there and crashing him every week, until he gets the point, then no. Yeah. Like, we, we may want Ross to change. It's bad sportsmanship how he just wrecks people, but it's working for him. We have seen, you know, drivers voice their concerns about him. We've seen, you know, Denny Hamlin blocking every move he tried to make a gateway. And Chastain got a top 10 in that race. Yes, he did. But we have not seen a driver just say, all right, Ross, you're done, and go meet him at his hauler and start whooping them like uh oh who was it uh Kozlowski and uh and and ham uh, no Kozlowski Kenza. and Kenseth uh back a few years ago we haven't seen something like that happen yet you hit me under yeah look and there's right. rumors that he's gonna gain bush beer as a sponsor like everything's going Chastain's way why the hell would he change until the other drivers force him to change his tendencies he's not going to he he doesn't want to wreck Brennan Poole there but he's not going to change anything about his approach until other drivers make him. That's all I'm and saying. Also, and also, to, oh, I'm oh, sorry. I just, for, for me, I don't want him to change. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I but I don't want him to change on track, the aggression. Stupid mistakes. Listen, we'll, we'll rip on it all the time. But I would be so much better off with it. I wouldn't like it, but I, I would respect it a bit more. If he wouldn't do the whole, I'm so sorry for everything I did. I'm so sorry. Like, and then people bring it up. Well, people, like, because people compare, well, Dale Earnhardt owned it, this and that. And they're like, what do you think about rattled his cage, huh? What do you think about that quote? And it's like, you mean the one where he smirked the whole damn time and still got the yeah, win? Like, it was clearly to me, to me, To me, Ross needs to just own it, wear the black hat. And I think he'll get a whole lot more respect from a lot of fans long term instead of this whole... You know, this, this it's Groundhog Day, man. It's just it's it's wake up every morning, go to work, crash someone, apologize, rinse, wash, repeat over and uh, over and over uh, again. Just own it. It is. I, I, I always say you talk about the, the Dale Earnhardt rattled the cage. Dale Earnhardt, he was happy. He he tried to do that move uh, four years ago and it didn't work. He he, he yeah. tried it on the other side of the track that year and he got it and he got it right. 
finally did it. But look, there's an old saying, um, and you can use this in, you know, anywhere in life, you know, um, there's always somebody bigger and badder than you. Just when you think you're the biggest and baddest, there's always somebody bigger and badder, but it's Qui-Gon. There's always a bigger fish. Oh, always a bigger fish. (laughs) That too. But you know what, Eric, there is going to come a day and I don't know if it's going to be this year or next year or the year after, but there will be a day where one of these drivers, one of these cup series drivers is just going to have enough of Ross Chastain's mess and they're going to make it their business to to just make his life a living hell on the track someday. But for now, Ross Chastain is winning. Ross, don't change it all. Just own it. Just own it and you will get a lot more respect. I guarantee. I, I mean, hey, fears back, this dude was uh, doomed to being in a JD Motorsports car. No one was really paying him attention. Now, you can't go a week without talking about the guy. I told these guys in the thumbnail, you're going to notice Ross Chastain. Mm-hmm. And if and, and if when I host again, if he is still in the headline, that picture of Ross is going to slowly grow bigger and bigger each yeah. time I host. Mm-hmm. He's the main character, man. He, he, he is. It's at the last year and a quarter now, or year and a third at this point, he's been the main character of the Cup Series. There's no, and, I, there's no other way around it to me. Like, who has really guided the storylines through 2022 and 2023 more than Ross at this point, because and I can't think anyone really this goes back further than you think, you know, 20, 2020, uh, before he was, uh, doing, doing the whole, you know, seven for, uh, Newman after what happened there, he was in the 2020 Daytona 500 driving for the 77, I think for Spire, a combination of them and, and Ganassi. And, uh, what are you laughing at Jared? Uh, just quoting the chat. I can't read it. <laughs> okay 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 uh but but in that 2020 daytona 500 there was a big wreck there at the end that was caused by ross Chastain going really aggressive like almost going to the apron and trying to make a pass and it crashed everybody <laughs> That's yeah, right. so, like i'm not going to dispute it gives us so a lot funny. to talk about as a neutral fan i like having things to talk about but i hate the wrecking people for no reason if there's yeah. a way he can maintain the aggression like the two three wide moves he made on restarts early in this race fantastic but if he can keep that and turn off the stupid careless wrecks mm-hmm. he'll be a perfect race car driver he'll be arguably the greatest race car driver in nascar but until he can turn off the carelessness he looks amateurish at times and i think that's a fair criticism we're talking about him we're not saying a lot of good things about him right now are we so hey, you know I, the thing is, is i don't think i don't think ross wants to be the bad guy. That's why he's not owning up to it. Like Dale Earnhardt was perfectly fine being the cagey old veteran, you know, Ross Chastain is not that guy. He's a nice guy. He doesn't want to be the mean push people out of your way kind of driver. So that's why I think he kind of apologizes. He does feel bad. He just doesn't know how to turn it off. And that's, that's just not a skill he's, he's gained or it's not how he's matured yet as a race car driver. And I think it's totally fair to criticize it. Uh, Danny, to answer your text, yes, it was. Um, (laughs) But but the thing for me with Ross is if he doesn't want to be the villain, then over time I I think the fans will evolve even if they don't like him for what he's doing right now. Although I see a lot of fans liking him for it too, as many that don't like Mm it. I'm seeing people talk about this driver a little bit in the chat, uh, another driver. I think Ross needs a villain. And who better would that be in the coming years Coming from complete opposite ends of the spectrum, him and Ty Gibbs will be the perfect duo of hero and villain. The over-aggressive drivers, one coming from working on a farm, having to work his way up from a small team, another being, quote-unquote, a silver spoon kid by the the way the fans see it. Those two together racing for a win, I don't know if it'll happen this year, 
that would be perfect. Those two, those two racing together. I don't. That would, in my opinion, that would be one of the best recent rivalries in NASCAR history because you know neither of them would be able to stop. No, NASCAR they wouldn't be able would have to, stop, to step no. in. They'd probably take a bit of time off and go back at it again. I would love that. That, but if Chastain doesn't want to be the villain, there needs to be a villain for him at this point. And and yeah. that, I think it'd be perfect because I I don't understand why Ross Chastain. Isn't I know well I understand why he's not like one of the most popular, but I don't understand why, like Darian said, they're not marketing him as being a driver that moves the needle like this. Look, I mean, I, anyone who's not a fan of NASCAR would look at Ross Chastain and all this stuff, look at what he did, and say, mm-hmm. Wow, that's awesome. I might actually watch a NASCAR race seeing some of that crazy shit. Look, seeing seeing all the Chase Elliott ads and stuff, I get it. You know, he's our, you know, he's the sports most popular driver. I get that. But you mean to tell me NASCAR can't do something similar with Ross during the season? I mean, he's already getting into stuff and we're already 11 races into the season. Like, come on now. Like, I mean, he's given y'all so much stuff to, you know, to, to speak on and, and to market. Um, I don't know. It's, a, it's just a shame. He's not, um, he's not known more outside of uh, NASCAR circles, unfortunately. It sucks, but hopefully over time that'll help. And yeah, what would definitely help is uh, getting him a villain. Ty Gibbs, yes, we're waiting on you. We're waiting on you to become that be villain, perfect. bro. Right. I just worry. I look at Denny Delivers and I worry they'd be like villain versus villain <laughs> a little too much. Well, well, no, I mean, I mean, no, in that case, I mean, Chastain would be viewed as the hero because, you know, NASCAR fans are going to be like, they're always going to go against the That'd be fun. I think there'll yeah. be yeah. There'll be some fans though that just see two aggressive I mean, drivers who are yeah, careless evil, and wreck a lot. Evil versus hey, evil. It, yeah, it, right, it, right. it could be like a like a like a Freddy versus Jason scenario, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the yeah, squad. <laughs> hey, I like that. Why not, man? Why not? Look, I'm evil versus evil. It, man. Yeah. I'm all for I it. I like them. I like them both personally. But yeah, you know, I, yeah. yeah. I like, <laughs> this is all talking on track. My thing too is we talked about it a couple weeks ago when they were blaming Ross for stuff he didn't do. And we had the same question about Ross that now we're having about the rest of the drivers. Who snaps first? One of the cup is one of the cup drivers actually going to take it upon themselves to get back at him, or is he when he doesn't do stuff on top of probably thinking he's not doing as much wrong as the rest of us think? Is he going to snap? Which one's going? to... One of them has to snap. I this, I could see Ross snapping actually, and, and yeah. I I don't know why, but I feel like. If if a, if you know, because ordinarily when all this has happened, he's actually had a good performance after it's happened. If he goes out there and something something happens, someone bumps into him, and he just runs horrible the whole day, and you know, it just feels like he was wronged. I feel like he's the one who's going to come at you after the race, ready to talk, and then throw down. Yeah, look, I, I think we're more likely to see Ross Chastain snap than one of the drivers snap at him because we, we saw this last year and, you know, the beginning of this year, unfortunately, where it's like, oh, Ross is doing all this stuff. Well, then do something about it. You're a driver most, too. Like, do something then. Most like, cup drivers are laughing about it at this point because they just expect it. They kind of rolled around like Ross again. Like, we saw Alex Bowman, you know, he's recovering and he was joking about what happened uh, out there this weekend. Yeah, see? Who, so, I mean, if they're not going to do nothing. Who, who is oh, mad at, at Ross? at this point like i i I Um, can probably list some drivers and i'll probably forget drivers who don't like ross denny hamlin's the given you know chase elliott we know doesn't kyle daniel suarez Suarez. that's five right there just between them 
But look at that list outside of maybe Suarez, who did, you know, he, well, he ran into Bowman and stuff. But like, we need to see what happens when Chastain wrongs Logano. Yes, it, that's who I know, can see. That's that's what it may take, and, and not that Logano is going to do anything crazy, he, but he'll wreck you. He'll spin he's, you. He's, he's somebody person. that while yeah, he's guilty of it sometimes. When he is wronged, he will let you know that he, that you were wrong. Yeah, he's proven it before, and he'll do it again. Like I said, hey, there's always somebody bigger and better out there. So, Ross, I mean, just, just it, be careful it, now. It's <laughs> been a while since he got into it with Harvick in the Xfinity Series, but if it happens in Cup, Harvick this, this year, he's got nothing he, to lose. He, he, he's going away. What's what are they going to do? Suspend him? <laughs> but I, I would like to see, um, you know, um, a, a little in-season rivalry continue between Larson and uh, Chastain. I think that would be perfect. You know, best on best. So another one here. Uh, Noah Coleman brought up Eric Amarola wants to meet Ross in a food lion. <laughs> about that way what was the context of that what again? was that again i, I think ross I did forget. something to almarola i can't remember there's been so much stuff yeah there's what was so the much. food so line much. comment again oh someone in the chat remind us what the what the food line bit was yeah. about i'm forgetting there's been so much but hey look in conclusion ross keep doing your thing it's an it's very entertaining um you know stop the apologizing though don't, don't just just go just, with it bro just go with it the cool three wide moves, the wall rides, hell yeah. The wrecking guys for 30th yeah. and stage one, no. Let's yeah, just especially, especially, back. especially guys that uh, Eric Eastep has sponsored before. That was my first yeah, thought. I'm like, damn, my you're boy Brennan. Oh, I'll, yeah, I'll, that's, that's what it is. I will say <laughs> this, and I was fully transparent about it on Sunday or Monday, I should say. Uh, first rain out of the year. Uh, I am gonna. I, Listen, I'm a, I'm a hypocritical NASCAR fan, so I'm gonna say don't change Ross. But when you do stupid stuff, even if you own it, I'm gonna say it's dumb. I want stuff to talk about. It's fun. Yeah. It honestly, Ross Chastain, in my opinion, makes NASCAR fun. I I think if you remove Ross Chastain from 2022 and now at this point 2023, it's not as fun. Like it 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 it's a I, bit dull. But I think it's fun. We're, so the four of us are all neutral fans. If you yes. have a favorite driver that you are diehard about and Ross has wronged them, I think you're kind of sick and but, tired of Ross testing. Who's done that in the last 20 years? Like, if you can think past Dale Earnhardt, what driver really has done that? Maybe Kyle Busch? Maybe Joey Logano and, for a couple and, of years consistently? Well, that's what I'm saying. They're not the, used to it, so it's getting frustrating. If I'm a Hamlin fan, I'd be frustrated with Ross. I'm like, God, the, get him off the track. The only time that I should have been upset was Coda last year, but I wasn't because that was his first win, and I got over it at that point. But no, now, if that, if that yeah. happened today, it would be a little bit annoying uh, to see that happen again. Yeah, it'll be a little so, different. Yeah. Side note, the Chastain thing has grown so much, and I don't want to read this, but even our trolls are using, in parentheses, Chastain's fault. <laughs> I love that. But look, Chastain just needs a villain, just somebody to help compliment him, and the whole perception on him will change overnight. So, hey, Ty Gibbs, well, whenever you're ready, step up well, to look, the plate. Look at, look at Rusty and Daryl Waltrip. Same yeah. thing happened. It just because, it can yeah. change that quick. Exactly. Daryl went from the most hated to the most loved. What was it? I hope he chokes on that 500,000 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the old... Old course, it, was, old it was Atlanta last year where I think it was Al, one of Almirola's crew members, I believe, uh, made the comment about meeting Ross at a food line. <laughs> oh, it was very ma- out of ma- left field. Ma- ma- made us in the bacon aisle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got aisle. beef. <laughs> and bacon. Yeah. And bacon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we got, but we also have uh, a little more, I think, outside of Ross. To talk. Ross probably took up about. A quarter of yeah. the race hey, segment. Hey, I mean, thanks, I mean, Ross. Thanks, I mean, Ross. That's, that's why Ross <laughs> took up a quarter of the thumbnail. So, hey, thanks, Ross. Thanks, keep doing your Ross. thing, so we can we can keep talking about it. I love it. I love it. 
All Ugh. right, let's let's move on. Ross is a uh, he's a popular topic to talk about, but I guess uh, he could be a, a ratings draw. Jarrett, what do you got to say about that? Ooh. Well, looking at what we got with the ratings, um, we had well over a million live viewers for a noon Monday race. Easily means we need to have more noon Monday races. I hope people know I'm joking. Um, it, Twitter's an interesting place. Uh, it's a 13% increase from 2022's 944,000, a 34% increase from 2019's uh, 798,000, both rainouts, both put on relatively at the same time, if I'm not mistaken. Three straight weeks of year-over-year viewership increases for the Cup Series, uh, and to me, it it just it solidifies my theory that... Uh, it solidifies my theory that the main base is strengthening, whereas the casuals are falling off. Uh, looking at the Xfinity race, though, it might be a little bit begging to differ. Xfinity got a .41 rating, 31% off of last year's .59. Ooh. And Xfinity also only had 674,000 viewers, 27% off last year's 926,000. Was there? Wow. I know there were some big NBA playoff games. Did any of them go head to head with Xfinity this year? Uh, that's the only, like, that's the only maybe justification. I don't know. That's a surprising well, drop. The only one that comes to mind is I. I think Game Seven between the Kings and the Warriors. I could be wrong though. But I think like that was I didn't Sunday. Think, I think that okay, ended up being yeah, Sunday. That, that so I don't Sunday, know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I mean, they, but I mean, there's NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Of course, they're all obviously, you know, obviously going to go head to head. It is surprising. Maybe they're just not Ryan Truex fans. I yeah, don't know. Maybe, maybe that's it. He did dominate. Maybe yeah. those who tuned in tuned out pretty quick. But uh, yeah, but no, let, let's not focus on. Let's focus on the as like Ryan Blaney tweeted the other night when we talk negatively about the ratings. When something good happens, we need to talk <laughs> about the positive. And this yeah. is like you said, Jared. Three straight weeks of I would say positive ratings numbers, even though it was a rain out. You still, you beat last year's right now. Well, like, that's great. That's awesome. I mean, I can pull up on here uh, a million viewers for a Monday on FS1 at noon is honestly bad. pretty good. Uh, at Dover, yeah. not even Talladega or, you know, something, a bigger mm-hmm. track like that. Yeah. Well, I and mean, you know what's it? Oh, go ahead. Last year, Martinsville's rain out didn't even have a million more viewers than that. And it was on a Saturday night, still the night it was supposed to be run. So I'm not saying it's the greatest thing ever. I'm not saying that that it's, you know, 100% the sports come back, but it is small steps like that. Having that many viewers come back for a Monday race, because knowing the numbers, that probably would have only, I, I would assume, I mean, looking back, I'm trying to see the most comparable one. Uh, the last time they ran, I think on the scheduled day was 2021, and they had 2.4 million for that one. So... Uh-huh. A, it's not a bad split off if you know we're comparing it to that of the live viewers and if it were even if the ratings were going to be down having that many come back means there is that strengthened base i if you're, if you're looking at silver linings for our rain out on top of a pretty damn good crowd for a monday um that i think that would be it so quick question chase elliott's been back for three races now correct Yes. <laughs> no, no. I just, I just want. Hey, look. I'm, I'm not saying. saying I'm not. He's, I'm not he's saying. He's just on, saying. I'm not saying it's all him, but I'm like, damn. Ever since he's came back, we've had ratings W's and stuff. I'm not saying it's all him, but 
there's a there's certainly a portion and, of him and, that, and, portion not of that is him. And, yeah. and, and, then, and then when Alex Bowman comes back and I start watching again, <laughs> now start running the Alex Bowman commercials ASAP. <laughs> yeah, I want to I, I want to see Alex Bowman returns to North yeah. Wilkesboro. Um, but not for a Monday race. I mean, that's spectacular, especially the um the attendance as well. So aesthetically, that's pleasing to watch. Um, Monday races always in, um uh intrigue me, especially on FS1 because. Um, usually before the races, they always show their um their um their flagship shows, undisputed and stuff like that. So I'm always really curious to see like um those who watch that, like how many who aren't NASCAR fans are gonna watch like a race or something like that too. So yeah, if you tuned in for Colin Cowherd and you got Mike nah, Cowherd, Clint Boyer. Cowherd, nope, Cowherd got bumped to FS2. The race is uh. gone. No, FS2, bro. <laughs> You're being bumped down to FS2. So basically, no one watched Cowherd on Monday, pretty much. But um, but yeah, no, good um, good ratings W. Hey, three straight weeks with ratings W's, y'all. Yeah, we had a rough start to the season, but hey, we're, we're coming back. We're Fingers coming back. Crossed for this week. Yeah, hopefully. Someone said I'll. Someone said I'll start watching when David Reagan comes back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, also, oh, oh, it was Tyler Tensley. <laughs> I saw somebody else. Uh, Eric had put in the. Uh, is it the Brandon Pool effect? Does Brandon Pool have some type of effect on the ratings? Pool has the ball. Uh, he's, he's he. I maybe yeah maybe it is it. <laughs> Yeah, maybe so. Oh man, but yeah, no good ratings W. Yeah, what time is it, Darian? Uh yes, we had one ratings W. Now we're about to get to another. It's time for the poll, the famous iceberg poll on the NASCAR Weekly podcast. Uh, we're looking at uh, asking what people thought of the worth four hundred. Uh, fifteen percent said it was great. Fifty-seven said it was good. Net positivity of 72% for this race. 21 said it was average. Four said below average. Three said bad. That's so oh, oh, overall, people would say it was worth it. Yes, it was. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it. I see what you did there. All right. Nice. Spencer, once again, has the first comment. So, oh, uh, meme. 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 Uh, he said, "He says, Miles the monster. I'm the most feared monster in Dover. Mwahaha. And then Mother oh. Nature Sunday. No, I'm the most most feared monster at Dover. Meanwhile, me on Monday has an hour long online Zoom class during the middle of the race, so I pretty much had to multitask between watching the race and doing my online classes for all of stage two. <laughs> oh, so he oh, has gosh. classes and can stroke uh, struggling to watch the race, but he makes sure he's first to be on your." On your on your comments, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm laughing and- at the chat so hard. <laughs> we got to, when Curtis Turner's band is lifted, I'll watch this. <laughs> no, somebody had said somebody had put earlier when uh when um uh, when Tim Flock uh unretires, I'll watch. I'm, I'm not, like, I'm uh, sorry, he's guys. been dead for a while. <laughs> guys, I'm sorry, I can't watch till Jocko Flacco's back. <laughs> hey, hey, but really quick, really quick though, I wanted to bring this up. I forgot to bring this up. Speaking of Miles the Monster, um. Was was Dover too lazy to put like Truex's diecast on the trophy instead of Blaney's because they just no, put nineteen no, stickers it, over it? Well, yeah, so I, I don't know what I don't know what happened with that. I uh, at first I thought it was weird. I was like, why is there a Blaney diecast? It's like, oh wait, because it's worth, so they wanted it to be there. Okay, so that's um, why. But okay, okay, I guess. But 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 so that was just a sponsor call there. But I guess it was more like them just making fun, like, hey, why didn't put our car in there? Oh, okay, okay, all right. I I, I have stopped. Thought that was interesting. But yeah. Uh look through some of the comments here. Top comment was from Denny Delivers saying, Great to see both Truex brothers win uh and winless droughts at 
one of their 19 home tracks this weekend. <laughs> both ran, yeah, both tracks has won 19. It was yeah, so yeah. easy for me to put in post race results. All I had to add in was junior at the end of the winter. So, so Snapchat refuses to give me a prediction again, but it did predict Martin Truex Jr. last week. But now it just re- it refuses. Like, I was like, I sorry, I can't make predictions for you. He's like, well, you did it last week. Damn, 15 points to out. Snapchat for the pack. That would have helped. Points. That would. That would have helped me out in the pick points. Damn it. <laughs> uh, Big Bacon says, what a weekend for Turex, uh, for the Turexes. So happy for MTJ. Been 54 long races. Yeah. All right. I, I got to kill this fly. Hang on. I'll be back. It's an Oh, my gosh. Oh, the fly is in Darien's now. Hey. Yeah. I'm sorry. Also, it's annoying. I'll be back. So- Side note, I'm I just went on to Twitter, and I found a video of Truex in Victory Lane next to the trophy. And, yeah, what the – it's a Ryan Blaney diecast. It, it's, it, it's a Worf diecast. No, but they, yeah, but that, that's, that, so that's so lazy that for years they'd swap it out with the winners. Die- I guess it's just, you know, it, it's, it's, they it's, don't it's, have those cars ready yet. Well, the team ended right. up changing it out. That's what I'm saying, Eric. It was so, it was so lazy. <laughs> I haven't seen a photo yet of the trophy with a true X diecast. I, I, I was watching I, a video. I, I, I saw there's some. A Blaney. Yeah. Okay. I was about to, if that was the case so, that they, they change your tradition like that for a sponsor, if you're a sponsor, don't come in and start changing stuff for tracks or, yeah, or that's how you get people to not like you. Did you also notice that like Blaney didn't even drive a worth sponsored car in the race? Did y'all notice that? It was like, oh, yeah. Bosch. Oh, oh yeah. you're right. He did. Did, 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 did any of the Pensy guys have it? I maybe no. small well, somewhere. Maybe I don't know. We never saw, we never saw Centric during the day. Oh, yeah, maybe, what, yeah, what car was Cindric in? I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of becoming a common occurrence, is it not? Yeah, uh, by the way, do you <laughs> kill, kill the fly? Uh, yeah, well, at least I hope I did. So. Okay, um, look at some of the other comments here. Well, I'm gonna read this one just because he has a 19 as his profile pick. It's JGR for life. Uh, I was almost in tears watching Martin win. Besides Aww. that awesome racing Aww. all race long, the leader could never get away uh, and pit stops made strategy a must watch. Yep, that's why that's why Dover is one of my favorite tracks, personally, especially on those long runs. All right, anytime yeah. I see this guy, I got to read his comment. NASCAR shill. Thank you, Steve Phelps, Steve O'Donnell, and Ben Kennedy. What a great race. Yes, thank way, you. N- NASCAR shill is now a mod on my channel. All right, good, good, <laughs> good. He I'll cannot. be honest with this. It's so far, and again, I think it will change, but so far this has been my favorite race of the season. And Ooh. I'm surprised I say that. Because I'm not it's, the it's still, surprising I think I'm because Richmond. of how because of how many people were lapped down, you wouldn't think that someone would like this race, but I'm with Jared. I thought it was a really well, the people the people who were contending, it was a good it was, battle. It was like an eight it was an eight out of ten race to me. It was very solid. We haven't had a banger yet. But yeah, it's like that one in Richmond for me so far have been my two favorite races. Uh, and I think I think a big part of that is we haven't had it turn into a complete slug fest of calamity at the end. No, that's the big that's a big that's a big draw for me. Like how like how how these uh these races end they have a huge impact on 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 uh, how you uh, feel about them you know at the end of the race and stuff. But like nope, this race was awesome. Eight out of, um eight out of ten. No BS towards the end. No BS. You know overtime finishes. No thirty cars getting crashed. You know, on, you know in the in the closing laps. It was laps, a good race. Just, Phenomenal race. Na- I love that. Na- NASCAR shell said greatest race ever in a chat. Well, I don't know. I don't know about the greatest race ever, but <laughs> real quick, I want to wrap up this tangent. Um, in victory lane, it was a Blaney die cast in the monster's hand, but I found a, a, a reel on Joe Gibbs racing and in- Joe Gibbs racing's Instagram from yesterday. When they took it back to the shop, they took photos of it with a true X die cast. Yeah. So oh, okay, okay. eventually okay. it did get swapped out, but not at the track. Which yeah. is just <laughs> so weird. Bad. 
Yeah, that's not great. Well, no, because they used to do that all the time, right? Yeah, they used to. Yeah, that's why I was like, what's what's going on? And and even in times when they had sponsors who, uh, like Smithfield had done it, Ally did it to get the the monster outside to hold, you know, their car. Yeah. They never never did that with the trophy. They put a die cast of, you know, they they would even go they didn't have like you know your last year car or something like that they well, needed to put it in there that, that's that's the thing i think sponsors you need to know coming into this what you're getting into don't don't change stuff or become petty cuz it's just going to make people don't not like you by the way <laughs> i got to why the in the comments i i, I can't see the chat cuz i can't pull it up cuz of the these comments but I'll, I'll look at it after but i i got to the bottom 3 they're not too bad with gutter i just can't read one of the usernames but i can read his comment oh there oh, we go nice uh, you know i'm just gonna play it safe on pretty much all these uh hacksaw is all i'm gonna say for you <laughs> hack, great, hack. <laughs> great until chastain drove through a lapper um i'll just put tyler oh. on this one okay. it was a monday race so bad <laughs> what what and then the last oh. one got me laughing Problem. a little bit earlier Buying pizza it. 98, who has, I believe, an old Tony Stewart car, I think it is, as his profile at Sonoma, uh, says, was stuck at work, but I was able to get audio at the end. I just hope when IT sees it, I Googled PRN so they don't think I was looking for something else similarly. (laughs) Not the work computer. Yeah, well, just... So yeah, so they don't think I was looking for something they're, they're, else. They're 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 gonna say, sir, if you're gonna do that, at least put all the letters in there. So oh no, my so God. he's not he's not dead yet. He's not dead on. yet. I'll so be back. He, <laughs> so he ended it with yes. Uh, so they don't think I was looking for something similarly spelled. I want to make sure people heard the full comment. Um, but flying pizza ninety eight. I uh, I sincerely hope that it understands. Why don't you just spell out performance racing network? That's a lot. That's a performance. Is that's a hard word to spell? Because <laughs> people are gonna wonder why you're typing so much. If just three types, and then you get back to whatever, you you can get away with it pretty quick. Okay, I think it's dead finally. <laughs> Dover used to be an MRN track, so you wouldn't have had that issue. Yeah, yeah. they'd think you were spelling something like moron. Uh, but anyway, that is the poll. Yes, and that'll do it for this edition of the famous Iceberg Poll on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And really quick, shout out to Rusty Wallace. Some of the best commentating all season. I've, I thought he was really good. I do have to say that. Like, that he was, has gotten so much better compared to his ESPN days. So I, much better. I was nervous about that going in. But yeah, he he got a lot better. Because I think doing radio I, calling, I, that's what helped him. I think because you have to... You know, for someone who's just listening, you have to visually describe what is happening for me to just imagine it. And I think having to do that has made him a better commentator. Yeah, I didn't really have any any complaints. We need to talk about Ryan Truex's long-awaited journey to finally Ooh. being a winner in yeah. NASCAR Xfinity Series. So I, I've been thinking about this. Dang, he has gone a long ways. You know, at one time he was, you know, MTJ was signed in with Toyota and Michael Walter Bracing, and they were looking to develop Ryan Truex as well in their program. And he started uh, climbing up with them, and then things just derailed real fast. And you know, he was uh, he he win the K and N Series Championship he with did Michael Walter Bracing, twenty eleven or twenty ten. He did, but um. 
I always remember that painful 2012 loss against Joey Logano with Joe Gibbs Racing. It wasn't even Truex's fault that day. Two freaking lap idiots in and um in the uh in uh, what was called the Nationwide Series at the time were just in front of him with less than 10 laps to go. Loses all his momentum on the backstretch. Then his teammate and at the time, Joey Logano, should have punted him like Chastain did. What, what car was he in? The twenty. He was in the twenty. He was in the twenty. Oh that day. yeah. Yeah, he's in the 20. yeah. So so he was in Toyota system at you know from the from from the start, and then he got in with uh he got in VK racing for a little bit right after that. Yep, yep, he did. And yep. so so it's still kind of in Toyota, but and, then but then the rides just kept being fewer and far between. He yeah. takes you know some 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 bad deals, and it was it's kind of weird because you know Martin Martin is you know succeeding at this, this point, and then you know. Slowly as time went on, we saw him get a few deals. He did some stuff with Junior Motorsports. Uh, then you know he's done. He was in a Nice truck a couple of years ago. I he, think. Was, he was. He was yeah. in a Nice truck. He he was. Uh, oh, was he in the sixteen of Hattori as well? He was for with a, them, wasn't he? For that a sounds... brief moment. For a yeah, brief maybe yeah. For I, I think one for off. one. I think for no. I think it was for a season. He did that. Yeah. Um, for a season. Then but... then then he was uh, with with Sam Hunt Racing, and now he's you know. Fa- fa- circled back to joe gibbs racing somehow yeah i mean he's had a very interesting career and i mean it, it's really hard to forget like like it's really hard to th- um it's really hard to think about this now but like at um at uh, one point i mean 10 um 10 12 years ago i mean he was viewed as as one of uh, nascar's brightest prospects i mean knn championship and almost wins a freaking nationwide series race running part-time for joe gibbs and honestly like if he would have won the Dover race that day, who knows how different um, his um, Ryan uh, Ryan Trex's uh, career could have turned out, you know. But you know, couple, better better life than uh, uh, the never. Couple of years revenge. ago, couple of years ago, Darian, would you have called him a NASCAR bust? <sighs> See, that's hard. Because would have come on. Don't yeah, lie to us. Twenty eighteen, I would have. Yes, but and as obviously as I've gotten older and stuff, I you know got a different system for that now, but. I mean, right now, though, I mean, like, even before this win, I mean, I guess if you want to be all technical, yes. But in but in all but in all, all I mean, reality, it's, no, it's, I don't it's, think. So. It's like no one's going to say he's one of the greatest Xfinity drivers ever because, I mean, it took him how long to finally get the win. Yeah. But no one's ever said he's a bad driver. He's just not had enough good opportunities so, yeah and i mean and yeah the few opportunities he has had i mean like i said almost won 2012 i mean did, did could have been way different anyone notice that they changed the uh paint scheme a little bit and people are talking about you know they changed it to black and that certain area near the wheel well i saw a bit of talk on twitter this week that there are different things that they will try and do to the body around the wheel well to try and make it faster and the black the makes paint it harder scheme? to see yeah yeah so I'm just I'm just saying that I'm not taking anything away from Truex. I just I saw that was part of the discussion around it this week, and it's really interesting hey, to look at. Like, there's no reason for that black to be there. That's more Den- on the that's more on the team, not really him. So Denny Hamlin's sport clip scheme this year is hella sus. Let me just say that. <laughs> look look at the like front uh, like headlights. What the hell's going on there? They're, I, I sus very su- suspect. But uh, yeah, I see. Um, well, the the other Eric in the chat says Ryan Truex over Joe Graff Jr. I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> we we know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he needs yeah. more money. Yeah, hey, who, who, you gotta get who, that money. Who else driving that 19 car? We got, um, we got, we got, we got Joe Graff. We got Mike Snyder, Mike Snyder, Ryan Truex. Um, and I think whoever's willing to pay, pay the bill. <laughs> I guess so. 
Eric, Eric, you could drive the 19 next week. Just uh, have to check right. You could drive the 19, Darian. We can't, we can't even fit Eric in the 19. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. We could fit him <laughs> in the party bus. Oh, yeah. Barely. Yeah. Look He's at him. Barely this. fit in the party bus. Shameless plug there. Which but I'm not, driving, right? and no, we will not have bathroom breaks <laughs> after this. Uh, I knew it. I shouldn't have but, gotten in the party bus with you, Jared. But no, I mean, that, that race overall, I mean, outside of Truex winning, I mean, he, didn't he dominate like most of it pretty much from start to finish? Like he it was out front. Yeah, like, really... I think he won. I think he won. Did he sweep the stages? I know he, he won did. stage two. He yeah, did. he swept them. There yeah. really wasn't so. much to talk about with this race in all honesty. Like there's like a bit of coming no. going here and there, but. Uh, Truex was... is the story for sure. Oh, oh yeah. Connor, Connor Mozak. That's another one that's in the 19 car. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. 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 But yeah, I mean, as far as other Xfinity teams over the weekend, I mean, Junior Motorsports, are they starting to pick it up a little bit? I mean, they had two cars in the top five this weekend. Instead of Hang just the one, they had two. Hang the banner. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So baby steps, right? Baby steps. But no, nah, um, shout out to Josh Berry, man. Yeah, I mean, he's proven his worth in the Cup Series, just subbing more than in Xfinity. Uh, I'm sorry that, that you saying that, though. It reminds me of that. Uh, is, it, is it the Chris Rock stand up that's what you're supposed to do oh <laughs> like like the D- jrm got in the top five wow like that's yeah. nice hey hey there were some parts during the season where i'm like hey like what's going on with them so it was good to see some type of life out of them but uh yeah but yeah yeah so xfinity race happened and yeah maybe there's a reason only like six hundred thousand watched <laughs> <laughs> not a whole lot not a whole lot to talk about I sorry ryan yeah good job Yep, good job. And get a sticker, hang the banner, and uh, hopefully he gets more wins. This oh, year. And, and by the way, they are selling some good shirts because they've had that one shirt where it's just like a car, whatever number it is, and like 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 low low font, and it's like it just says "Go Ryan." And now there's a shirt with uh, him as the winner on top, and it says "Go Ryan, you did it." <laughs> Aww. Yeah, they need to sell some special uh, Truex uh, sweeping their weekend shirts if uh, the Truex family hasn't gotten on that. They make they a lot like, of money off they that. They got to change the number. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> I think that's all there is to say about this now. Yeah. Hold, hold on, hold on. I'm getting this. What's going on my phone? Oh, it's some kind of weird alert on here, like saying something about a storm in the area, something like that. You know anything about that, Darren? Are you getting that? Oh, too? wait. They I always I, pop up this time every we've week. Had, we've had such awesome weather today. Up until now, it's the lightning round on the NASCAR weekly podcast, everybody. I love the moment that that the lightning hits your mouth, you went quiet. Oh, man. See, I, <laughs> man, man, I, it, I, it, know, it you can say it, it shocked them speechless. Yeah, 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 it shocked me. I was so speechless. But Jared, what do we have on tap for tonight? Not too much, but let's get into it really quick. We got five things to talk about here. Uh, first off, Casey Kane will be at Berlin for the SRX race, and that's not in Germany. Um, Damn, S- SRX is getting so many people this year. That's cool. It's amazing what not going head to head with NASCAR can do for you, uh, yeah. even if even <laughs> not in this case, but just in general. Uh, Jeff Hammond, Mike Skinner, Ron Hornaday. Those are the three who will be the honorary starters for the truck race at North Wilkesboro. Funny because I saw someone earlier literally ask, like, what happened to Jeff Hammond? Yeah, well, he's back. He's yeah, he back. Kind of, I, I wish he was on Fox, but he's too serious to be on Fox. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, I wasn't even thinking about that reference. Oh, yeah. Um, well, speaking of uh, somebody who's not too serious is the Guardians of the Galaxy, who will be uh, with on, I think, Brad Keselowski's car this weekend at Kansas. With, with, with oh, King, Brad. King's Hawaiian. 
I yep, will. That. Uh, I'll be been a while. I'll be sure to get a picture of that for the race. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really be on the lookout. Maybe you'll see a, an actor or two. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be cool. But it's been a while since a big, high-profile, big-budget movie has been maybe, on a, maybe, on a maybe, cup car like that. Maybe they can get uh, Dave Dave Bautista there. Now let's bring a stick and say it's Groot. um austin dillon and the three team we talked about earlier lost their appeal from martinsville and then uh last but not least you see us all wearing our shirts tonight we got the podcast party bus we all just in unison went like this there we go (laughs) yes i don't know if we can hear me uh through anyway we got that we got shirts online i believe it's at uh dailydownforce.com slash podcast party bus go down you can see the die casts you can see the shirts and we actually have pictures here i'll show you we got the we got the car a beautiful car Mm, very eye-catching just saying as a vikings fan i love the color scheme uh (laughs) there's another angle look at look at we got there's all of us right there and then of course of course let's pop this up the podcast party bus logo. See, I'm trying. And we and we've still got plenty of those shirts available, and they're ready to ship out now. That's correct, Eric. Yeah, yeah so, they've, so they've been can, shipping out this week. So you can go ahead and get one right now. Get it to your doorstep tomorrow. No, not Just, tomorrow. I'm not that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it'll be in two hours. I'm bringing it myself. <laughs> Right now, the the car's pop the um the car is just now popping up on my screen. But oh my gosh, it is so beautiful! You guys have to get the diecast. Get the diecast, y'all. Get the diecast. It'll it'll be a showstopper. Like you see all these like kind of boring diecasts behind me. You know, I can't even see what what they are. They're all blurry. They're yeah. all dark. This car is gonna stand out. It's gonna be a showstopper. Oh, so. it's a exactly. better throwback than the forty seven has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I I love it. Okay. I love having a road. Can we talk about that? Because that was, I'll go to spoil spoil one of these uh, super chats. Miles Gurley said, "Dollar uh, ninety nine. Who has the better UPS throwback? How about the one that actually has UPS on it? Yeah, the <laughs> one with UPS and like because what is the forty seven? That's basically like what some like type of recipe no, no, no. on it or some shit. Or... They're they're literally apparently supposed to be the same car, the same year, and like that's just advertising like grilled cheese for with, using country crock. Yeah, but wasn't it somebody's like recipe or something too, or whatever? Like somebody's. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, somebody. Like if I if I look at that car, I'm thinking that's not a throwback. That's just a country crock paint scheme. Yeah, but thankfully the one so. did it right. Hey, is it better though than the um, Tide throwback that uh, GT? It is better than the Tide for than the Tide throwback. Oh yeah. That's what what about that's the uh, Bush's baked beans throwback? Oh my! God, I'm just realizing how horrible their <laughs> now, paint scheme. At least that one was actually a throwback, but you know. Now, uh, now okay, it's disgusting. Well, we're not, we're not, mon- we're not much to talk because we're not even doing a throwback. But at least <laughs> it's at still least, a better least, throwback. At least, at least we are acknowledging we're not doing a throwback. Hey. Hey, 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 you know what? No, it's all good. We're throwing it back to the uh, 1990s Lakers with the Lakers colors. There you go. Yeah, we got That's some kind throwback. of 80s, 90s style color scheme. Yeah. Um, but yeah. This, is, this is a throwback to the 2023 Darlington race when we had our first car on the track. <laughs> nah, but actually, you know what? In, in all actuality, you know, the fans, like, y'all can't get mad at us. We were up front, like, hey, no throwback here, y'all. We're doing our own thing. <laughs> yeah, no throwback I here, mean, folks. <laughs> it's better to, to, to just do your own paint scheme than to half-ass like, a throwback. Well, That's the way well, I like, see it. Why yeah. do I feel like jtg was like was like just like okay yeah we got this cool uh country crop car oh wait we forgot it's from oh hey that kind of looks like uh that that one that uh ross is doing let's just say it's a throwback guys come I, on 
I need to look at this car again because I don't remember. How, I, I just need oh, to see it man. again. It's, 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 it's literally just like a, a white and and brown car with a little bit of a little bit of a yellow trim on it, and then it's got a it's got the country crock logo and a grilled cheese on it. <laughs> not, yes. not not NASCAR and NBC. The Twitter account tweeting both the Chastain and the no, they did that yeah. with the office meme. Corporate needs you to find the differences between these. <laughs> oh, there's a big difference. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. But yeah, no, interesting. Yeah, that's interesting, a lightning, uh, throwback weekend. But uh, and once again, that'll do it for this edition of the famous lightning round on the NASCAR weekly podcast. And now back to the show. Let's get into it here. Uh, we talked about this briefly a little bit. Legacy Motor Club is Ooh. going to Toyota. Jimmy Johnson has officially joined the dark side. The dark side, indeed. Those goddamn damn Toyotas. Them Toyotas, they're going to ruin the sport. Reminder, tomorrow is May the 4th. Oh, yeah. May the 4th. And then after that's Revenge of the 5th. Oh, okay. It's also the day day where everyone uh, gets drunk and has tacos, so. Yeah. yeah, Star Wars tacos. But, (laughs) hey, look, I hope you don't. um, I'll I'll just get right into it. Um, Hey. Legacy Motor Club, they were already on the decline already right from the start of this year. Um, I had gotten the feeling like way before this was announced that I felt like with Jimmy Johnson coming in, he's going to bring in some of his some of um, his um, his um, um, regime, his visions to the team. So I really felt like, OK, this could either be a breakout season for Legacy Motors, um, a Motor Club or one of those like wash seasons where you're where um you uh, basically put all of your eggs into, you know, the next season or the year after. So either 2024 or 2025 will be the breakout seasons. And now this whole move to a, uh, to a uh, Toyota this early in the season really just um, really um, speaks volumes. I, 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 I won't say, I, I wouldn't say guarantee it's going to be the breakout year. I feel like the 43 for about the last 40 years has been well, saying it'll be the breakout year next well, year. Well, obviously their ambitions, they want to break out now, whether they will, that's still to be determined. Now, you know, we were talking about this earlier in the show. This was a whole debate. Um, so right now, they're like, what, the sixth or seventh Chevy team? I, is that fair to say? Fifth, or a little higher? Fifth, I don't I, know. I'd, I'd call them fifth. I would say I would say Hendrick, Trekhouse, RCR. Maybe Colleague. But Col- I, think it, I think from there, it's debatable. Well, I, I think I would put Colleague above. I would put, I would put Legacy above Colleague and all. See, I actually maybe would. Legacy's fourth. Who, who are we forgetting? JTG, JTG, and they're kind well, of right come there. Come on, Stenhouse is like up to I mean, the top the 500. ten points. He won the five hundred too. This year. I guess that's true. It. But how much? I don't know how much Chevy support they're really. Getting. I mean, they have a Roush pit crew, as we found out um, this year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I would put them below. I, I, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they are. I, I they don't know what legacy. But the point is, they're not top two or three. Whereas now okay. they're in the top three. They're on the podium with Toyota. But so now, but okay. we've we've always seen you know a team like. Uh, Teams that are gone, Levine Family Racing and Gaunt Brothers, they were always the third Toyota team, and that didn't treat them well. Is I Gaunt Brothers to... gone or just like permanently? I I, I, I think they're, in the they're just they're like, I think they're chilling. Like think. we're taking a break. Yeah, but I mean, now this um, there's this whole dilemma where it's like, okay, do we want to be the the fifth best uh, Chevy team or you know the third best Toyota team here? Because the move to Toyota, I feel like it's a solid move on paper, but then when you look more into it. I'm like, mm, like, I mean, those teams Danny just pointed out because I mean, 
we thought Levine family racing was going to be something with Toyota, but then they never really were, you know? And then also, um, I, I mean, like I love their, um, their set of drivers too, to help, um, uh, to, to help build that team and stuff. But I, I don't know. I, I, I think Jimmy Johnson's really like, he's, he's really trying to make this whole, um, this, um, this, um, this team, his own basically, you know, with all these personnel changes, that sort of thing. Um, so we'll see if it, uh, we'll I, see if it pays off in a couple of years, but I mean, right now I'm, you know, I'm just going to say right now, just, you know, this year is basically just a wash next year might be, might be the breakout year um, by their standards. I'm not saying they're going to win like multiple races and stuff, but could they run better than they are right now? For sure. Definitely. For sure. I'm going to ignore, I, sorry, Danny, go ahead. I'm just going to throw this out there. Talk about someone, talk about Toyota, Daniel Swanson, said all the money goes to japan not the u.s toyota sucks that's 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 correct when i sold toyotas i didn't make any money they said i had to all go to japan that yes. is correct every single dollar every single dollar bill well what i was going to say about legacy's performance is i i think with this announcement i'm going to kind of ignore anything that has happened or will happen this year like i don't know this for sure but there's a reason to believe that maybe whatever chevy connections they had have certainly been lessened this year once chevy got wind that legacy was talking to toyota so that could partially be responsible for why they've struggled oh, a bit this I'll, year i'll just really quick i wanted to clarify too this is a um they're currently an rcr affiliate correct uh i don't actually know i th- uh thought they got hendrick engines for some reason but no it no it has to be rcr the petty campus or rpm used to be yeah right there across street from rcr okay okay Uh, so but i so i look at this year as kind of a wash like you said darian i think they're going to take a step forward next year um i think noah gregson as a driver still has a lot of room to grow he's gonna need to kind of you know rein it in but find a lot of that skill but eric jones is ready to win now eric jones Mm -hmm. could be a championship contender tomorrow in the right equipment i believe Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic. If you're Toyota, this is a huge win because you got two aggressive co-owners, Jimmy Johnson, Maury Gallagher, who have shown that they're willing to make drastic changes quickly to try and get better, more competitive, try to win. Uh, and you get two more cars to up your car count to eight, which on super speedways is a significant advantage or it lessens the disadvantage. Uh, my only worry with legacy motor club, I'm a little worried about Gregson, not sure exactly what he's going to turn into. I know Maury Gallagher. I know that team. They've got deep pockets. There are other business connections. But have y'all noticed that the two legacy cars have virtually been unsponsored for almost every race this year? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Sunseeker and Allegiant are both like GMS or Allegiant related uh, brands. I, so, uh, you know, I, maybe they're maybe it's sort of like a HendrickCars.com yes. deal and they are making some money technically, but it's it feels like those cars are mostly self-funded since focus factors out and Ty Dillon sponsors are gone. So, and, 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 and even oh, yeah, and Roses for a race and uh, air force is there for like three races. Yeah. And, and car, STP car, will be back. Car, so. Carbana's future is sketchy at best. So we, yeah, we so, don't want to trust that. Yeah, one. So yeah. We talk about these other Toyota teams, Levine family racing, I think would have made it if the next gen car and COVID, you know, didn't force a delay. If the next gen was introduced the year it was initially intended, I think Levine Family Racing is still here today. Um, Furniture is a different story. Sponsorship deals, Barney Vistage, whatever that was. RIP. That's a different deal. Gaunt Brothers, that was, I don't know what Gaunt Brothers was. I don't think it was ever really a a thing that was going to go anywhere. (laughs) So, yeah, the, the history of that third Toyota team in recent years has not been good. Legacy, I think, is poised to make something out of this. 
Sponsor concerns? Slightly. Noah Gregson concerns? Slightly. But I like this. I think they will be better next year than they've been last year or this year. I, with, with me, I'm just... I don't... Again, it's all about where they land in the pecking order. Like, do do they become affiliated with Joe Gibbs Racing? Do they try and do it on their own as the, just a full-on factory team? That's, that's where I want to know where everything's going. Because... If they start any alliance with Joe Gibbs Racing, they're kind of in the same boat 2311's in, except probably third in command on that one. And then I can't get it out of my mind. I know I'm playing into the joke. I'm joking in this, but I'm playing into the kind of stereotype. Can you imagine the hate NASCAR fans would have for Toyota if they ended up shutting down the the 43 team? <laughs> oh, God. Hey, Toyota. Oh, my gosh. If y'all <laughs> don't. Don't do it, Toyota. You're going to be more hated than you are already are now. <laughs> it is interesting that you know, you know, Jimmy Johnson bailing on Chevrolet after years to now be a Toyota owner. I That's like it. Gonna... Look, I like it. He's doing his own thing. He even asked, hey, he even asked the uh, um, or no, he didn't ask him. He even told Rick Hendrick, like, hey, I'm going to be doing this. Hey, Rick Hendrick was like, hey, good luck with it. You know, I, yeah, Jimmy Johnson wants to do his own thing. You know, respect, respect, but. How long has he been on the job for? For a few months now, right? I guess, yeah. Now you... I gotta ask you. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was. I want to know what Eric was saying. <laughs> oh, I don't. I I was gonna say. Well, you know, Jimmy Johnson switching to Toyota is weird, but a lot of Richard Petty fans are upset. You know, are very concerned at the forty three. Assuming they keep the forty three, I imagine they will. Um, switching over to Toyota. Richard Petty, how many manufacturers has the Richard Petty brand been associated with them. over the years? A lot. Yeah. Like, so like literally dozens. all of them. Pontiac, Dodge, Toyota, exactly. Chevrolet, Ford. Dozens. So, you know, I NASCAR fans have a lot of brand loyalty. Your loyalty is to the king. It's to the 43. He's still a brand ambassador. I understand you may like Chevys. You may like Fords more, but... I mean, this is and what Richard Petty same, did for years. This is why you're so fast. Same for the Jimmy Johnson fans. You know, you're a fan of Jimmy Johnson, not necessarily yeah. Chevrolet. But really, there but, are Chevy fans out there, but I just wonder how they feel about him going to Honda and IndyCar yeah. for two years. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, truth be told, like, I got my Silverado because it was the right truck, right price, but I would easily take a ton, mm-hmm. take a Tundra, but I like my Chevy too. Yeah, but really quick, um, I was gonna ask, like, so Johnson's been on the job for a few months now, being the owner, right, or one of the owners. Yeah, I gotta ask though, and Chat answered this as well. Is him making all of these changes so early into his regime a little concerning? At, at least it's like it's like, hey, like there was already like plans set in place before you had gotten there. And now all of a sudden everything's just, you know, complete 360 or, um, or what is it's, it? A uh, uh, complete 180 or whatever. You call yeah. It. I, I think it is a little concerning. Yeah. Cause you're, you're this, this is still a new team. Petty GMS wins a race well, no, at the end of last season. Well, no, Think about now, it. Think about it too. Rebrand new personnel. Now a brand new manufacturer. And no, it's, we're, only 11 races into the current season, you know? Yeah, it's a lot. And that's what I'm saying is last year, they were starting to have success without Jimmy. Jimmy comes in, makes all these changes. One way to look at it is, yeah, it's maybe too much too soon. It's hard for a new young team to handle. The way I look at it, though, is Maury Gallagher, I want to say he's in his 70s. This is going to be Jimmy Johnson's team long-term. I think it's good that he's having a say. His people are getting involved early on. You could see this as ripping the Band-Aid off. Uh, Petty GMS, while they did improve towards the end of last year, they weren't a they weren't a championship contender yet. They were a borderline playoff team by the end of last season. So it's not like they were where they wanted to be yet. I think it's okay. Take a small step backwards now. Clean reset. Jimmy, with help from Maury Gallagher and the GMS group, 
now they're set up for the future, hopefully. But but again, hopefully this doesn't destroy everything because there's just too much turnover too quickly. See, I feel like you can just go either way with this, you know? Like, I mean, yeah, I was just speaking positively about it, but like, like the negative sides as well. I mean, we've seen former Toyota teams completely shut down, you know, like no, I don't, there's for reason one to reason or content. another, you know, so I'm bullish. I think they're going to be, I think this is going to be good for legacy motor club, but we won't know this year. Obviously we won't really even know next year. We might start to get an idea next year. Like I think of 2311, their first year at Toyota, very inconsistent until they won at Talladega. That's a bar to set for next year. I so say if, if all- legacy can at least do something like that, I'll feel pretty good. If they're way off from where 2311 was, then okay, maybe we start to raise some concerns. Likewise, legacy, you know, they, they probably got next next weekend circled for them because they're the most recent winners at Darlington. You know, this could be a good chance for them to say, hey, you know, just because we're going to Toyota, we're, we're still here. You know, they could easily, yeah. you know, try to go out there and contend for the win of Eric Jones again. That is true. And also too, like looking back, I was looking at, um, I was looking at some, uh, some old articles actually like Richard Petty and them, they've been looking at like switching to Toyota for quite some time now. Like, it had been talking about back in, like, for a long time. It, like, like even as far back well, as like 2017. Well, say, I, I did board. put out a video kind of calling it about a year and a half ago. So if, if oh, I'm not, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, like it was originally talked about when they still had Bubba, yeah, that Michael no, yeah. Jordan was interested in buying into th- them along with Denny Hamlin and just doing doing that route. Yeah, yeah. And then like even remember. as far back as like 2017, yeah. It's, it's just interesting because back when those conversations were having, Legacy Motor Club wasn't what it is today. It was that team at the time was owned by Andrew Merstein and Richard Petty. The current yeah. team is owned by <laughs> Maury Gallagher and Jimmy Johnson. So it's mm-hmm. it's the, the same team, but the, it's not the same team. The, yeah, biggest, yeah. the biggest asset that they had at that point was the fact that they were an established name. They had a couple valuable charters that was, you know, of, of great, you know, uh, you know, what they were looking for. We had GMS who planned to just come in anyway, so they had the 94 originally planned. And it just worked out that, you know, for all parties that, you know, they, that's what they, that's what they wanted to do. That's what they ended up going with. So it, it, it all worked out in the end for all parties. That... Yeah. So we'll see if this works out, but Hey, props to Jimmy Johnson for doing his own thing. You know, they had to break away from the Chevy. Yeah. Might as well. Aggressive well. is interesting. I appreciate them being aggressive. Yeah. We'll see if it, uh, if it pays off long-term. I'm just a little concerned about all these changes in a, in such a short window of time, but Hey, got to try something. So might as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess that's that's really all there is to talk about with that one. Yeah. But let's uh let's get into a little reckless speculation. For three of us in this call, we're gonna talk about the uh the hometown hero, Josh Berry, a little bit. Oh yeah, because from, from uh, uh, Eric can't talk about Eric's it. yeah, not the whole time. Yep, not from here. From <laughs> good old Hendersonville, Tennessee, Josh Berry has made a name for himself. And they made a note about this on the uh, broadcast. At one point, he was a bank teller here in Tennessee and was racing late models just whenever he could. Made a great friend online in Dale Earnhardt Jr. and got the opportunity to start racing his late models. And his career has progressed ever since. In People forget about this. He actually did run some... Xfinity Series races a lot earlier with with mm-hmm. JRM, but then uh, just didn't fit in where they could put him in. And then ultimately, though, he got a chance in the eight, and it has worked out for him 
to progress into running multiple truck races for Chevrolet teams, to being a great substitute driver for Hendrick for racing and other opportunities that have come along in the Cup Series and now racing full-time in the Xfinity Series. He has won five times in Xfinity Series, I think. And overall, everyone could say that they would be happy with the career that Josh Berry has had in his short time of his uh, career. Hey, really quick, um, Danny, you you might know this. Was Josh Berry classmates with Taylor Swift, like for he, real? He, well, he was. Oh my gosh! That's yep. Small world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she 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 moved here late in her life. I think she finished it out here. I think. Okay. Actually, finished uh, out I, her life. How old is Taylor Swift? That well, <laughs> uh, okay. finished out her life. She finished her her school here. Uh, her, her school well, life. Her school. I actually have a, a friend of mine uh, that me and John at the gym work out with when we're there late at night. We actually went to was in the same class with Taylor Swift as well in Hendersonville. Damn, so, Damn. small world. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But uh, yeah. So hey, we were we were uh, just talking about um. So, you know, so, yeah, so, speculation. so yeah. Yeah. Um, there's been people who have been rumored to be who SHR should put in the four after Kevin Harvick uh, retires. Um, originally, I would have thought of Ryan Priest. He got the deal earlier with the 41 up opening up. Uh, okay, I don't know what you're laughing at. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, I see now. <laughs> um, but but anyways, uh, so so there's been people who have been named rumored to be having an eye for the four car after Kevin Harvick retires. Some of those names have included Ricky Stenhouse Jr., also a part of KHI management. But now someone who has, thanks to uh, a, another another podcaster in the NASCAR world and, and a few people associated with a certain uh, T-shirt brand about couches and racing, um, there have been some rumors going around that Josh Berry could potentially be the next driver for the four car. And well, now today it was announced that he has been signed with the KHI management group. Yeah, well, it, it really goes back to Larry McReynolds last week on Sirius XM made a comment that Barry has already signed a deal with a cup team and it could be announced in the next few weeks. And everyone was like, oh, okay. Who is it? And then Clint Boyer during the race Monday during the broadcast made a comment that it's going to be maybe a super team that Josh Berry races for us. Everyone's like, okay, well, Hendrick has no openings. Penske, I don't think has any openings. Gibbs has the 19 potentially, but I, I think they want Truex back. So it has to be SHR. And now the news from Adam Stern that he is signing with Kevin Harvick Incorporated Management. Unless this is the biggest red herring in the history of NASCAR, it seems like Josh Berry to the four car, maybe the 10, but probably the four car, is very likely, but it is just a rumor. I want to ask you guys though, let's just assume this is true. Let's assume Josh Berry does go to Stuart Haas racing. Who becomes the leader over there? I read a racer.com article where both Kevin Harvick and Eric Almarola were talking about Chase Briscoe and the leadership qualities he's kind of demonstrated and how they think he could lead this team, but he would be the youngest driver there. If Barry at 32, Priest at 32, if they're there, if Briscoe at 28, Almarola, who's in his late 30s, I think, but he's closing in on retirement. Chase Briscoe is the youngest driver there, but could he become that new leader in time the way Kevin Harvick has been? He's uh, he's definitely a, a mature racer. Um, I, I would I would see him being that, but also you look at Chase Briscoe, and he's technically in the flagship car. The 14 was the original number 
there when it opened up of Tony Stewart driving it. And in the 39, which they've since said, goodbye, we don't want that ever again. But the 14 is the flagship number. It's kind of like today, the five is kind of the flagship number of Hendrix. That was when that was their first one. Um, wasn't their all-time most successful, but it was their first one. It's one of the more, most iconic numbers that they have there versus this. While the four was made very famous for them by Kevin Harvick, winning a championship, winning I mean, probably way more races than I think the 14 has in its time. But the 14 is still what I would consider the flagship number. So it's Chase very- Briscoe, Chase Briscoe has huge shoes in that one, but who steps up? you know, very well could be a Josh Berry. Well, I, I think it's it's experience on this one. I mean, yes, he's the youngest guy there, um, but there were times that Chase Elliott was younger than some of his teammates, and Chase Elliott was seen yeah. as the leader of Hendrick. I think it's mm-hmm. experience in the Cup Series over everything. I mean, yes, Ryan Priest had been in different cars in the Cup Series, but when it came to being in an SHR car, year one. Uh, Eric Amarola, I guess, could as like a veteran presence, maybe uh but you don't know whether or not like what kind of fit he'd be having in that role whatever uh so maybe he would but from the sounds of it it doesn't sound like Amarola is going to stay around all that long um I guess if they brought in a veteran that's the only one I could really see being a a leader because I I wouldn't put put it on Josh Barry as a rookie I I I just I wouldn't at that point it's too much and let's ask to do it I agree with you there. Let's say three years from now, let's say 2027. It's Josh Berry, Ryan Priest, uh, Chase Briscoe, and we don't know who's in that fourth car. So let's, let's pretend let's, the fourth car doesn't exist. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hypothetically say Zane Smith. That's who I could. Yeah, say. I was okay. thinking about okay, that. Okay, sure. I was thinking in, about that. In yeah. Three years. It's Zane Smith. That's so much regular speculation. It's Zane like Smith, it. Josh Berry, Ryan Priest, and Chase Briscoe. Who's the leader of that team? Oh, Chase Briscoe. I think Chase Briscoe easily. Easily the leader. I, I think he did the best performance wise, so I think so. But if Barry, I, I don't know if Barry's better and then gets that experience because it's not necessarily just a whole, a whole linear experience equals leadership. Um, so I I guess because I mean, okay, I'll put it like this. Um, at Hendrick Motorsports, after Jeff Gordon retired, it was largely considered that Jimmy Johnson was the leader of that team. Dale Junior had been racing in Cup two years, if you want to count 99, three years with some experience, uh, though you could count whatever, but two years longer than Jimmy Johnson had. But he was not seen as the leader that Jimmy Johnson was. So I think at that point, you're looking at who has the most success. Do we want to put our bets on Briscoe, who has shown flashes, or do we want to put it on Barry, who, while a super sub, has a very, very small sample size? Yeah, that sample size, I mean, it's it's a pretty damn good sample size from Barry, too. See, like... Not in cup though, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, like, he's oh, in the in best. Cup, you don't think it's a? I mean, like, Barry? it's still pretty he's good. I mean, it's still pretty in NASCAR good. for like five races. I, I know, but I mean, it's like it's like what was it Kevin Harvick said. You could strap a monkey in the eighteen car back <laughs> in the two thousands, and and that thing would have won. It would have run yeah. fifth, or was it? Boyer Did he say that? that? That's, that's one funny. of them said that. <laughs> that's, that's funny. That's funny. But yeah, I mean, if we're gonna talk about years down the line, I mean, like, like Briscoe would have uh, obviously have been there the longest out of all of them. Um, I think he'll be a lot better by um, by that point. At least I, I'd hope he would. Um, so I would go with Briscoe as far as the leadership if we're predict, um, uh, predicting yes. it now. Yeah, if, now. And, and that's the thing with Barry too is the, the unknown with Barry is if he moves to the four car, does the four team stay there or maybe do they mm-hmm. move him over to Briscoe? How does, does that work out? 
Does yeah. Rodney Childers stay? Exactly. He seems to have indicated because, that he wants to leave when Harvick leaves. Because all of the stuff that Barry has done incredibly well, I don't take that away from him that he's done well in his subbing role, is with Blake Harris, who is widely considered one of the best up-and-coming crew chiefs, and Alan Gustafson, who's probably in the top five crew chiefs in NASCAR, with the best cars out there with Hendrick Moore. Yeah. Because yeah, we thought we thought Priest was going to do good this year, and while he's shown flashes too, yeah, ain't been it, yeah. Um, but really, Storehouse Racing, man. This whole when I look at this rebuild as a whole, though, and I might as well talk about this since we're on reckless speculation time on the NASCAR oh, podcast. But Watch man, this rebuild, really? no, this rebuild is is scary when you think about it. Because yes, you're going to lose Amarola, Kevin Harvick, two veteran presence presences uh, within the team, but. Let's talk about this. Chase Briscoe. I mean, I you know the jury is still out. Um, is still you know out on him. You know, consistency wise, sometimes. But when he's on, he's on. Ryan Priest, I still have you know very high hopes for. But man, those final two rides. If you get a, if they get a Josh Berry for the four, and let's say a Zane Smith for the ten. Ooh, that's that's a very interesting uh, team. I I, don't know, I like that. I like that. Man, that's really I'll, good. I'll just ask y'all this do you think is there ever a chance that herbst gets to be promoted with them or does custer ever come back uh well i, don't I know. think there's a chance oh, for both uh because with custer you have the family ties there so he'll be i feel like no matter what he'll be involved some way with ford and with herbst if monster sticks with him you got easy sponsorship coming up and you also Which, have to, i mean you have to look at down the line too uh, Haley Deegan sponsorship lined mm-hmm. up, even if she's not ready. Which monster there with multiple teams. I don't think that like their, their biggest thing is they like being in NASCAR. I think from a financial side, it didn't make as much sense for them to be a title sponsor anymore, but they, they're, they're around yeah. for a long time. I will say and, they've stuck with Haley Deegan. And yeah, if we're talking three, four years down the line, say whatever you want about her being ready or not, the sponsor will start pushing dri- at that point. Dri- drivers, they get with, they seem to stay loyal to them because they mm-hmm. was loyal with Kurt Busch ever since uh, KBM days. And go, once they got connected with them, they were, you know, off and on with, uh, with Kyle before, you know, Rowdy Energy came to be. So once they get with a driver, they, they tend to stay with them. A fly it, in the chat brings up a good point really quick. What about Todd Gillen? <laughs> Is that something that, that would... Todd, hey, where, Todd, does, where, Todd, where does he go? Todd has been fighting for you know his right to be there and i appreciate that he has been proving everyone wrong oh my god this is my parents raising me right as soon as i heard fight for your right i'm like oh oh my god (laughs) but i i don't if you really if we're gonna look at the whole ford camp and and what could move where don't underestimate front row growing more i mean they've grown into a championship winning organization in the truck series Two solid teams now instead of one this year, so they've taken another step up this year. Because uh, Todd Gilland has actually been outrunning McDowell, who's been mm-hmm. running better than he ran this time last year. So and this is and, after and, this is oh, and this is this is something that they did last time we had a car change when we first got the Gen Six. They 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 started running good, but they didn't really capitalize on it long term. Versus now, this car might actually give them a chance to capitalize on that. Yeah. And I'm not and saying then, the third. Okay. I'm not saying that front row would replace Stuart Haas Racing on the totem pole. But I am saying is, they. I mean, they've outrun them other than Kevin Harvick and and Briscoe. Mm-hmm. They've outrun half that team. 
And it's even more impressive when you also consider the fact that Blake Harris, who is now with the 48 team, left them after last season. So, like, they're still able to run this good without Blake yeah, Harris. Yeah, even with him going, they didn't, they haven't seemed like they lost performance. Yeah. It's like, it seems like they've gained performance, maybe actually. So, I don't know. Like, they're, they're very interesting. Like, like really, all the four teams as a whole, I'd say for the most part, are uh, very interesting, other than like, the Wood Brothers. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see, um, I don't see Harrison Burton going anywhere anytime uh, soon. I don't, you know, to be I, honest. Well, so. I, I don't know. I, we're gonna keep him in there while he's been running. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's got the Dex Imaging sponsorship. Yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. He's got the funding. Yeah, that, that, that is true. Stuart Haas has had issues with funding because we're not thinking about one ride. We're thinking about two, obviously. Mm-hmm. Stuart Haas Racing has not been good with sponsorship, and if you have Smithfield going away. <laughs> You have a huge hole to fill in sponsorship and maybe plug in a Harrison Burton. He'll have experience, even if it's not good experience, and he'll have <laughs> probably, what, 16 Which, to 20 races of sponsorship with Dex? They've, they've seemingly, for the last few years, they've relied on having somebody within, in the 21 who brings something there. Mm-hmm. With with uh, with Paul Menard, obviously it was Menard's. With the Benedetto, it was also Menards because they decided to, to go with him. Um, for Cindric, it was going to be Menards because they were going to be willing to to work with him, and then the, the deals changed, and then it was uh, Burton with Dick. So, you know, there's there's all kinds of factors that have to be played into the 21. Yeah. I think it's just but, Ford's going to be very interesting to watch, both this silly season oh, they probably the next are. two or three. Like, really, what they've done with their whole, you know, development program as well, Ford, I mean, they they saw Toyota's program, and they were like, hey, we want to have some prospects for our future, and hey, well, they're poachers so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to some extent, yeah, they are poachers, yeah, to some extent, but yeah, Ford's uh, very exciting, and I'm very excited about the Storehouse Racing rebuild. It's very intriguing, for sure. But yeah. Yeah, if, if ever there was a NASCAR draft, uh, SHR has been tanking to try to get a better draft pick one day. <laughs> tanking for Levis? <laughs> well, hey, and maybe, hey, Eric, maybe oh. like the Texans will get two picks now with two open seats. Hey, there you go. Yeah, they Sorry. might get two superstars. That was, that was pretty cool, though, to see, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's all there is for that. So let's head into the Kansas preview for this weekend. Ooh. Start off with some of the weekend notes. Uh, no, Braun Strowman is not driving the pace car. That does not need to be in there. Uh, but Kurt Busch will be in the cup booth. He is the defending winner of this race weekend. So cool to see that Kurt Busch will be in the booth this weekend. The cool. cup series race name is the Advent Health 400. This is a 267-lap race. Uh, break this up. We'll have 80 laps in stage one, 85 laps in stage two, and 102 laps in the final stage. The start time for this race is at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Coverage on FS1 and MRN. For the weather, we're looking on Sunday, very hot. A high of 89 degrees, mostly sunny with afternoon storms. 50% chance of rain. So we will see. 4 o'clock central, so probably two hours into the race. They do have lights, though, so they can run at night if need be. As mentioned earlier, the defending winner of this race is Kurt Busch. As for the Truck Series race, there is no Xfinity Series race. The Truck Series has the Heart of America 200. This is a 134-lap race, uh, 30 laps in Stage 1, 30 laps in Stage 2, and 74 laps 
in stage number three. This race is scheduled to start at 8 o'clock p.m. on Saturday with coverage on FS1 and MRN. As far as weather, we have a high of 83 degrees and a 40% chance of thunderstorms on Saturday. The defending winner of this race is Zane Smith. Darian, what is Las Vegas saying about this weekend? Well, on the famous betting odds on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast, here is how they shake out. Kyle Larson enters this weekend at plus 550, the odds on favorite to win this weekend, followed by his teammate William Byron at plus 600. In third is Tyler Reddick at plus plus, uh, 750, as well as Martin Truex Jr., last week's winner. Um, Denny Hamlin rounds out the favorites category at plus 800. As for the best of the rest, Christopher Bell plus 900, uh, Chase Elliott plus 1200, Ross Chastain plus 1400, followed by Kyle Busch at plus 1600, and finally, to close out the best of the rest, we have Ryan Blaney at plus 1800. And as for the famous underdog segment, uh, Bubba Wallace, um, last year's winner at plus uh, at plus 2000, last year's fall winner at Kansas, excuse me, um, Ty Gibbs at plus 3500, Josh Berry at plus 6000, followed by Chase Briscoe at plus 6500, and last but not least, uh, Chris Buescher at plus 10000. Now moving on to another fantasy part, on the podcast the fantasy points the fantasy league let's take a look let's take a look at how uh the uh nwp fantasy league standings are shaking out wow very close um just one point ahead of uh danny b wife in first is sean 48 ny who is just one point ahead of claudia danny wow that's a pretty close battle in third is kansas legacy two how will this affect kansas legacy i'm not sure um and and tied for p4 rounding out the top five is toyota tough and uh oh last year's champion trevor sports 98 is on the comeback trail and i am just outside the uh the top five by one point so that's how close it is it's pretty damn close and as for the uh nwp fantasy league two because if you um, guys have uh, forgotten, we have two fantasy leagues now. We have a new points leader as well in this one. JC underscore 43 uh, is ahead of, oh no, we suck again, Blaney's pit crew in P2. Uh, Common Chase L. Eut is is in P3, followed by 42 Larson 5 in P4, and rounding up the top five is your boy, Darren Gilliam, a.k.a. Black Flags Matter. But now to one more part of the segment. Ooh, Eric's favorite segment. The pick and as for the pick points here, Eric is the leader with 202 points in second place. Is the chat minus 11 and third is Jarrett minus 37 and Darian is not far behind in fourth minus 39 and in fifth it's your basement boy Danny B coming in minus 46 in fifth. Woo. Yeah, not in the basement, not in the basement. I should have picked Truex, though. Damn, so, I would have gotten so much. For uh, Kansas, uh, Eric, who is going to win the truck race? Damn, Eric's feeling a little too good. Hey, 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 chat, <laughs> humble, hum- humble Eric right now. He's having a little too much fun now. Hey, they, they tried humbling me the last couple of weeks. I had a couple of bad weeks in a row, but we bounced back in a big way with Martin Truex <laughs> Jr. securing the fat dub at Dover. I'm sorry, chat, but I'm coming for the weekend sweep. I feel very good about my picks. I have a feeling many of us will have similar picks these uh, these two races, but starting with the truck race, I'll go safe. I got to pad this lead or at least not lose ground to y'all. AFB, Kyle Busch, book it. Yeah, I'm going to go the same way, Kyle Busch. <laughs> I forgot he's in the race. Hey, you know what? I already made my picks. It's all good. 
got to go different anyways. Zane Smith, take me home, buddy. Take me home. Take me to I the like promised it. land. I like uh, it. That might be a fast track getting me out of the basement. Kyle Busch. <laughs> I forgot Busch was racing. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to change it. I'm going to stick with it. And uh, I respect it. Well, I am saying a fair amount of 38 I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely surprised there's not as many more Thor Sport votes. Like Ben Rhodes, hey. I figured it'd be good time hey. and Jeski. Hey, I gotta up. be honest though. Yeah, poll. We gotta poll this. It's, it's even. I am. I'm, I'm doing 51 yep. and 38. Come on, chat. Join me. Let's let's go. Let's go to the promised land together, baby. No, let's he just go. needs to lessen the blow if Kyle Bush wins. <laughs> All right. Answer Nick, me. Remember how, Nick answer Sanchez, me right now for trucks. Nick Sanchez dominated the last mile and a half race. Yeah, I oh, looked yeah, at the stats true. though. He did. He did nothing else the rest of the season so far. But that we haven't done but, any hey, other mile and a half. Except Kyle, Eric, Kyle Busch wasn't but, also in that race. Hey, but Eric, Eric, who was second uh, coming to the final lap in that Texas race? Zane Smith. You know and then it, he exactly. Was junked. Ooh, I'm I'm genuinely shocked. Right now, the 38 is leading. Do it, chat. Now, but keep things interesting. That's not a bad pick. I think that's a really solid. Pick. It is a very good pick. I mean, I remember. All right. Actually, funny enough, this was the last the truck race. Um. If I remember right, I was actually packing to move while watching that truck race last year. All right, Chad, you have until the end of Cup Dark Horse to make your selection. Damn, feels like yesterday, Jared, because I, I was helping you move in. <laughs> so with that being said, Eric, who's going to suck in the Cup race? Uh, I'm going to say Austin Cindric. I was pulling up his stats really quick because um, I wanted to see. I, I just feel like he's been blah, 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 blah. he's been just so inconsistent this year. He's fallen out of the top 16 in points. Yeah, whoa. His last five races, his best finish is 19th. So he does not have any momentum coming into Ugh. Kansas this week. Uh, Austin Cindric. Sounds like a Spindrick to me, but I'm going to go with somebody <laughs> who had a very – very bad race here last year, but we'll have another one this year for completely different reasons. Eric Jones. I talked about him at the beginning of the show. I'm like, what the hell is going on with this guy? Um, you know, you don't expect him to light the world on fire, but damn, I expected a lot more than we uh, have uh, been uh, uh, getting this season. Um, Austin Dillon, you're going to suck. Sorry. A lot of Austins, but I'm with Eric's Austin on this one. Austin Cindric is my pick to suck this weekend. Damn, what is it with and, Austin's uh, disappointing this year? Come on. <laughs> as far as the chat, I've seen a lot of Harrison Burton. Yeah, I, I think you might as well. I, I think you might might as well give him Burton, but if you see anything I, I, else. I, I, I think it's because we started talking about him for a little bit. We kind of reminded him that, like, hey, oh, yeah, he's, he's really there. Doing? Yeah, yeah, there's seen, somebody. He had his weekly okay. spin this week. Oh, that's right. Seriously, yeah. it is, if you go back, it's oh. almost become a weekly occurrence of him spinning and, out of once a race. And he almost spun out into, into Truex, I think. It was coming on to Pit Road, I believe. And, and uh, Right, that was in front of Truex. That's right. Oh, behind. Behind. Yeah, behind and, him, yeah. And again, chat, you have until the end of Cup Dark Horse, but it looks like you're going to follow Darian's advice. Let's do it. Let's ride. Let's t- Come on, Zane. Take us to the promised land. We got a lot of points to gain and potentially to lose. <laughs> well. I'll say this: Let's I don't see. like picking against Zane Smith, so I, this isn't a this isn't a shoe. This will be a good battle. Uh, yeah, dude, I like it. I like it. All right, so Eric, who is the underdog for this weekend in the Cup race? I think I know who a lot of people are going to talk about, so I'm going to go a different direction. Uh, Josh Berry, I, I'm going to go Josh. I mean, three top tens in his six Cup starts, uh, and what he did in Week One. With uh with the forty eight team it was very impressive. What can he do now in week two at a more 
I mean, Dover is a pretty normal track, but Kansas is a little more standard, uh, I think. Uh, I'd be curious to see what he can do. So I'll go Josh Berry. I'm going to go with the guy who should have at least a top fifth, top ten on the season, maybe a top five. Uh, I think Ty Gibbs could get his first top five of his season. And maybe is would it be of his career as well in Cup? I don't think he's got uh, a top five, so. No, he yeah, doesn't yeah, have no, a top five. Yeah, I, no. I think he can get it done this weekend. Hey, let's not forget, we saw how this dude performed here the last time we were here, man. But I'm not saying he's going to win this time, but, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see a, a potential top five run out of good old Bubba Wallace. Bubba, time for you to step it up at uh, one of your favorite tracks, by the way. So Bubba fans, get hyped for this weekend. And uh, so far, me and Eric are three for three. I'm also going to Josh Berry on this one primarily because... Uh, at the end of the last Kansas race we were at here, Alex Bowman looked like he was going to potentially win it, but you know he was passed there to, in the final in the closing parts of the race by Bubba Wallace. But he was very impressive there. He's had other good runs there at Kansas, so likewise this forty eight team has a lot of good notes to go off of. And uh, I could see Josh Berry picking up a top ten, maybe in the top five in this one. Yeah. And the chat's very spread out. I saw, I've seen a lot of Bubba's, but also like a lot of like Gibbs as well. I, I think it's between Bubba and Gibbs. I was I'm, thinking maybe I'm, I'm mainly, them, I'm mainly seeing Gibbs. I would give them Gibbs because I think there's a chance they'd consider Bubba for their win pick, but yeah, I don't think yeah. they, I don't think they'd pick Ty Gibbs to win. Not yet. Not so yet. I'd give them Gibbs for their dark horse. Give them Gibbs for the dark horse. And also too, like the chat, they, they've spoken as far as the truck pick. Good job. Zane Smith and it is. Here we go. You're you're going to Zane Smith for the truck win. All right. And We're now. in it together, boys. We're in it together. And now, and now, and now, and now, for the main event of the evening, who's going to win? Who's going to win at Kansas? Eric? 23-11 last year swept. It was... Two different 23-11 teams, but 23-11 was the consistent factor in both races. Uh, I'm going to go with the better 23-11 racing driver right now. Sorry, Bubble Wallace. I think he's very good, but Tyler Reddick is top 10 in points. He already has a win on this season, and he's going to make it two. Tyler Reddick becomes the fourth two-time winner this year. That's my pick. And would be three in a row for the 45 car. That's true. Oh, wow. That's right. Yeah. As with, cool. with, with three with, different with drivers. three different drivers. Wow. That, whoa, that would be wacky. That's crazy. That'd be crazy. As cool as that would be to see, I do not think it's going to happen personally. I think he'll be up front. I think Reddick has been a very strong driver. But I'm going to pick a guy who I think, you know, he's very much feast or famine. We had famine this past week, and I picked him at Dover. I think he's going to feast this week. I think Kyle Larson... Going to get the win. I mean, you remember he was the one who was up front uh, last spring against mm-hmm. uh, Kurt Busch. He's ran up front at Kansas before. I've seen him win in person at Kansas, and I think I'm going to see it again this weekend. I'm going to go – well, I'm going to stick in the same boat, the same Hendrick Motorsports boat. I mean, good point, um, um, uh, good point to Eric, but I don't know. I just think Hendrick Motorsports, I mean, just – you know. They can just be, um, they can be uh, too good sometimes, man. I feel like we'll we'll, um, we'll uh, end up seeing it uh, this weekend, but not out of the five. But I think the twenty-four of William Byron is owed one here at Kansas, and uh, he will win. He oh. will uh, score his third one. Uh, um, yeah, he will score his uh, his uh, third win of the season. I always um, 
I always remember his uh, his uh, first Cup Series start there when he had that major accident back in 2018. I've always thought, you know what? One day he's going to avenge that uh, that horrible wreck and get a win, I feel like, this weekend's that weekend. So, William Byron, bring it home, baby. I liked Eric's thoughts, and I do think 2311 Racing is a team to beat. But I think this year, Bubba gets it done in his car. He actually... We'll take the 23 car to victory lane this weekend at Kansas Speedway. Bubba Wallace is my pick to win this weekend. Ooh, As for the chat, uh, I've mainly seen a lot of fives. And then we see the T-Pain pick, Dario Franchitti. He doesn't even race anymore. Not even NASCAR, but that's funny. Um, but yeah, so for our picks, we had two Hendrick and two 2311. Wow, very interesting. Very interesting. I think they're skewing Hendrick. That that's a yeah. lot of fives I've been seeing. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I've I've seen a lot more fives, and I would just go ahead and give them Kyle Larson. Yep, Larson, oh. it is then. All right, you're in it with me, chat. All right, let's see if it pays off. But that'll that'll do it for tonight. So I appreciate wow. you guys for being here as always, and until next time, hey, I hope you guys have a great day. Bye, guys. Yes, sir. Goodbye. Fail. Steve, you look beautiful. You look great. Ridiculous, <laughs> 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 <laughs>